There is an order, an agency, one that holds allegiance to no crowd, no magistrate, and no governing body. This organization takes on the problems and issues too bizarre or too dangerous for any normal investigative unit. They right wrongs, protect the innocent, and safeguard the world. They are known as The Circle. Of the thousands of agents spread across Eberron, there is one group who, through fate or providence, were placed together and set out on a quest that would change their lives and the world. This is their story. Oh, right. Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Agents of the Circle, the podcast where I run a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons for my friends, and all manner of hilarity ensues. Once again, I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Sphinx Akasha, and I'm joined by my friends here, Kendra and Treri, as Ozma, the rogue slash wizard. I'm going to give a welcome back to Luke Edmondson, who is Lucius Flag, the divine sorcerer. Uh, Breezy Rumsey, who is not here today, as Tristiana Clawborn, the Shadow Sorcerer. Uh, Riley Brandau as Ash, the Druid Warlock. Caleb Clark as Jazz Goodsong Jr., our Rogue Artificer. And Laramie Lundy as Idris Lott, the Eldritch Knight. We're back again for episode four of our adventure in Eberron. Uh, if you haven't checked out, episodes one through three are already out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe if, what you, if you like what we're doing. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Agents of the Circle Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at Circle Agents. Uh, and we have our Facebook page, Agents of the Circle Podcast. Um, also, if you're into it, no one would say no to fan art. Because fan art is awesome. All right. So, we're going to jump into tonight's episode, which is episode four of A Thousand Miles. When we last left our heroes, you had gone ahead and met up with a mysterious older friend of Shiro's, uh, also known as Q, by the name of Baba Akar Jatembe Malak. Uh, who you find out is not only a monk, but a bit of a psionic, as he takes you one at a time into a mindscape that he's created for himself and for you, and talks to each one of you, uh, kind of one-to-one, one one, kind of reveals some things about you to yourselves. Uh, and granted, only you were able to hear and understand these conversations. No one else could hear you. Um, from there, uh, once you all are out of the mindscape, Shiro informs Baba Akar of the situation that you all have with uh, what appears to be the hands of dust and the strange murders, uh, murder that has occurred. Uh, Baba Akar uh, empathizes and kind of remembers that he had gone through something similar in his past uh, and determines that along with, with, with these murders or murder and with the assumed theft of the Book of Shadows that his son 
uh, Emrys uh, Malak would be the one to help you. Uh, caveat to that is that Emrys lives in the nation of Undair under the service of its king. So you all make the decision, or Shiro makes the decision rather, that that is your next step. You all exit Baba Akar's home. You are ambushed by a collection of members of the Hands of Dust. Uh, you defeat them, leaving one of them alive, uh, which you attempt to question. You find out that uh, the Hands of Dust are in fact after Shiro, uh, hoping to kill him before he spreads the information that he seems to know. Um, before you can get any more out of that survivor, he and his dead compatriots all turn to dust. You then return to Circle HQ, where you are confronted by uh, the chief, Corinth, uh, and let him know exactly what is happening. He is able to confirm that, yes, this is the Hands of Dust who are working for uh, what appear to be the Lords of Dust. You are uh, interrupted by a series uh, or a, a couple of gnomes that alert you all to the fact that another ritual murder has occurred. Uh, Jarvis, the Warforged you met earlier, was able to, uh, you were able to ascertain, or not ascertain, you were able to relay the method by which you disarmed the arcane lock and Jarvis, the Warforged you met earlier, was sent in your place, uh, along with a couple of scout bodyguards, to deal with that. Uh, while that's happening, Shiro informs Corinth, uh, Chief Corinth, that you all are going to need to venture to Undair in order to get the aid of Emrys Malak. Uh, and when Corinth questions as to why and how you know this, uh, Shiro references Baba Akar by his middle name, Jitembe, which, from what you all can ascertain, is a famous name. Corinth uh, is flabbergasted and agrees to send you all off to Undair in hopes of gaining this aid and solving solving this case and ending this uh, this threat, uh, and that's where we last left off in our in that episode. So you've made your way down to the Carrera's workshop, where you find eldest one working on something that kind of looks like a two foot long darkened rod. Uh, with some really, really intricate etching. Uh, at the end of it is kind of a black gemstone that flashes with kind of swirling energy every time she makes an adjustment to it. So you all walk in, she kind of looks up, and then seeing you all suddenly there, just kind of jumps, ah! Nearly falls out of her chair in shock. By the fucking nine, don't do that. Oh, nearly gave me a damned heart attack. And I'm young. I'm too young for that shit. Oh. Oh. 
Sincere apologies. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Okay. What can I do for you all? What's, what's happening? Um, I suppose we are here to, uh, I think you have something for us? Shiro steps forward. Yes, um, clearly by now you, you may have heard of the situation that is occurring out there and that we are needing to travel. Carrera kind of looks to Shiro. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard something about that. Um, so you guys are going to Undair, is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I, and I, I apologize for not having these ready for you earlier, but I have your standard issue sidearm prepared for you. Unfortunately, that's all I have prepared for you at this time. Um, as, you know, all the stuff just kind of started to happen yesterday, and usually we have a few days before you get all of your gear and everything, and so, um, yeah, we all just kind of got swept into this shit. So, and she, uh, she kind of gestures towards a table where there are six gleaming, spanking brand new long-barreled revolvers. Each of them has these gorgeous uh, etchings and uh, runes etched along the barrel and along the, uh, the bullet chamber, cylinder chamber. And uh, she then goes on, these are your sidearms. They are revolvers that also have the ability to fire uh, magical bullets, let's call them. Um, and so, I've given you your uh, your weapon cards earlier. You have what are now magic missile revolvers. Now, these can fire both normal miss uh, normal bullets as well as magic missile bullets. And you'll find kind of your attributes for those things on the cards. Um, she goes. You should have already received your uh, your utility belts with your holsters. Uh, those should be in your uh, in your office room. Um, so the guns are going to be a perfect fit for those. Um, seeing that all of you have uh, are attuned magically, you all should be attu- just take a few moments and attune yourself to the guns. It should just it should you should attune just fine. Uh, she looks to Shiro. And she hands Shiro, I've been working on this one specially for you, and reaches under her table and hands Shiro a revolver as well. His, however, is a bit different from yours. Whereas there seems to be a large blade attached to the underside of the barrel that sticks out maybe three to four inches from the barrel, and she kind of hands it to Shiro, very much, you know, reverently, careful with this. You have a very similar gun to what they have, with an exception. Uh, being that I know that you're a sword mage, uh, this is also a, this is a gun blade. 
Now, uh, it operates primarily as a gun. You can see that it is currently in gun mode. But should you concentrate enough and put your magical energy through it, the blade will extend to the length of a normal three-foot blade, and the uh, hilt of the gun will move into what is you know, typically known as a sword hilt position. Oh, a pistol hilt. Yes, a pistol hilt. Yeah, exactly, Jazz. And so you'll be able to use this as both a gun and a sword. Hence the term gun. Um, it is also made to work in tune with your sword mage abilities, whereas you'll be able to not only fire your, you know, normal bullets and magical bullets, but you'll also be able to use your spells through the blade as if it's your magical focus. Shao kind of looks at this and he's kind of dumbstruck. I, wow, um, thank you. I, that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much. The crayer just nods. Yeah, just please don't, don't break it. This is not a cheap thing to make. This is made of pure adamantine. So it's, it's pretty sturdy in and of itself. Also pretty costly. So, just, you know, use with care. And then you hear a voice behind her, Kimari helped! It was awesome! Oh. I helped! Kimari helped with the etchings and stuff, and he Kimari through the runes on the gun. You can do arcane etchings. I can! Kimari can! Kimari's cool like that. Kimari's cool like that. Yes, very cool. He's cool like that. Yes. I'm down like that. <laughs> I'm sure like that. I'm awesome. <laughs> and you know, you, you you see you see the little green goblin head with what appears now to be a white bunny rabbit onesie on, uh, kind of hopping up and down behind his elder sister. <laughs> I might be a little excited. Try and I be excited. <laughs> and you know, oh, the elder sister, calm down, Clara. We're all very proud of you and what you were able to do. <laughs> so she kind of looks at you all. The, your trip to Undair is going to be a long one. It's a three-day journey uh, via the ship that Corinth is sending you out on. Please, all of you, be careful. I won't be able to join you on this mission this time. Um, but my, my thoughts and my weapons go with you. So uh, make good use of them and come back safely. And for that, we thank you. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank, thank you, you very you. much. Thank you, Corinne. You're very well. All of you. <laughs> All of you. She looks over. She kind of side-eyes Shiro. Take care of the arm. Shiro kind of rolls his eyes. Yes, mother. <laughs> All right, wedges. Let's uh, let's head next door and uh, let's go and talk to um, let's call to talk to Desi and see what she has for us. So I'll leave the workshop and uh, Carrera kind of goes back to working on this long dark rod. Uh, Tristiana kind of uh, hangs back a bit and takes a look at the rod and goes, hey, who 
at what you're working on. What's that? <laughs> and Carrera looks up again, kind of adjusts her goggles a little bit. Well, um, I was going to surprise you. Uh, this is something that is for you to help you harness your abilities. It's not done yet, but should be done by the time you all return. So um, I can't tell you more than that. And uh, you're welcome. And Tristiana kind of just kind of is taken aback. It's like, oh, uh, thanks. I think. Trust me, you'll be pleased. <laughs> and so Carrera, you know, readjusts her goggles and goes back to her etching. Tristiana walks out with you. So we all walk next door to the laboratory where Desi is appearing to be packing things into a series of satchels. And she's kind of, you know, brows are furrowed, her brow is furrowed, and she's kind of filing with her lip with one of her tusks, and she's okay, and I just need to remember this, and, all right, and do I have all of my ritual components? Uh, looks into a cabinet above her, kind of is rustling through, and uh, you all walk through, and she has no idea that you're all in the, in the room with her. <laughs> uh, Shiro kind of speaks up. Desi? Desi? Huh? Yes? Huh? What? Yes? Desi, um, are, you, are, you, are you ready for us? She turns around. Yes, of course. I'm, of course I'm ready. That's, that's a silly question. Um, she closes the, the cabinet that she was in and wanders over to a, <coughs> excuse me, to a table that she's at, that are next to her, where you see a series of what appears to be apothecary bottles. Uh, some of them are small, some of them are medium-sized. Uh, and she, you know, said, I prepared these. Uh, these were all that I could prepare on such short notice. Um, but they should be very helpful for uh, what you all are going to be doing. Uh, or rather, I should say what we are going to be doing, because uh, I don't know if Shiro told you all, but I will be accompanying you um, as uh, I have some business in Andair myself that I need to see to. Uh, so she gestures at the table and uh, she first gestures to a series of, I wanna say there's six of these, the, the smaller bottles. These are all uh, potions of healing. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six potions of healing that uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, Put in the satchel right here. She kind of stuffs them into kind of a a, a small bag. It's like, well, not small, more of a medium-sized bag. Okay, it's very careful with them, kind of wrapping them each individually and then putting them in the, this leather pouch. And then she gestures to four medium-sized uh, bottles. These are potions of greater healing. I would save these until you absolutely need them. Um, as as I just said, they are of greater healing. Um, just, you know, trying to prepare for any possibility that you may come across during our journeys, you know, because, you know, 
it's it's crazy out there. And um, yeah. So <laughs> since she you know proceeds to then wrap all of those up and individually wrapping them and putting them in the pouch along with um, and hands them over to them. Um, going to um, oh, I don't know what she said. You look like you look like the most responsible one. And she hands them over to Lucius. <laughs> hands the pouch over to Lucius. You, you, you look like the more sensible one of the bunch. So I'm just going to entrust these to you and uh, just take care of them. Make sure they don't break or, or spill because uh, those are what we're going to have until we get to a town that perhaps can sell components or sell potions. Uh, so yeah, she rushes over to her bags, kind of hurriedly finishes packing, and she grabs a large kind of wooden staff. It's kind of twisted and uh, twirled uh, with a kind of looks like the uh, collected roots of a tree that are bent into a claw. And there is a small-ish white orb held within the fingers of that claw. Grabs that. She takes a what looks like a three-section staff, folds them, stuffs that in the bag, slings the bag over her shoulders. All right. Who's ready to travel? Are we ready? (laughs) We're going to do this thing? And Shiro just kind of walks over to her, kind of gives her a, a, a hug. It's like, I, I, I know you're nervous about all of this as well. We don't really get to go on many of these kinds of missions together. You're going to be fine. You're going to do fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to I know. You're here. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, sweetie. Be fine. So, you all uh, venture out of there and up to your office space and uh you all kind of spend some time you take some time to kind of look about and grab things that are that you think will be vital to your to your journey and uh shiro just kind of stands back and uh takes his own holster uh it's kind of a leg holster that he Attaches on, takes the gun blade, kind of pushes it into the holster, and then um, kind of just kind of waits for you all to gather everything that you all need. <clears throat> we are going on Mondayer. We are going on far from here. Have uh, many of you been on a boat before? Oh yes, I've been on a boat many times. And she was like born uh, on a boat. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I learned how to sail before I learned anything else. Little, so if you guys need any pointers or anything, you know, I'm, I'm your girl. Yeah, a little nervous here. Only been in the forest, so water. Oh, it's delightful. Just find a well-appointed cabin. I'll make sure we're stocked on wine. It'll be a grand time. Oh, yes. You all have wine and guns. (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Sounds like a party to me. Shiro kind of 
listening in, kind of shakes his head. Uh, what indeed? <laughs> wine and wine and firearms. That's going to be. This is going to be interesting. All right. Not to make light, sir. Have, have either of you been to Undyer before? I've never been to Undyer. No. Been to a few ports, but not like on it. I um. <sighs> you can't even remember. Can You're having you? trouble uh, with your memory, old man. No. Yes. Yes. Need once a day. Yes, you are having trouble with your memory, or what? What's the question again? Oh, hell. You face palms. <laughs> uh. Just remember, guys, we're the best of the best. That's why we're going. We're the best around. Now that I can get by. Yes. <laughs> All right, ladies, let's let's gather. And gentlemen, let's gather our gear. Stanley just kind of... You all are ridiculous. Right. <laughs> Takes a couple of wands from... Uh, the, the area of her desk and kind of staring at them. This one, this one, this one, this one. I'll take this one. Fine, whatever. And sticks the wand in the uh, holster of her uh, of her utility pack. Uh, kind of fiddles with the gun a bit. I'm not sure how comfortable I am with the gun, but whatever. It's the gun in the holster. Puts a her, her cloak on. Like, all right, well, I'm I'm ready whenever you lose. Whatever. Jazz <laughs> <laughs> is uh, finding ways to take apart the utility belt that he just got and add it, add the pouches and stuff to his own. Maybe he takes a couple of like snap-on rivets and puts in like some pouches inside of his cloak from it. This assimilates it into his general pouchery that he has. Okay. Pouchery. Like that. That's a good. That's a good term. Yeah. <laughs> Idris fastens his, you know, buckle, <laughs> trying to use his old hands or shaking a little bit, <laughs> and he finally, you know, buckles it up and uh, puts that gun nice in that holster. <laughs> Nothing to be worried about, old man. It just should be a simple, uh, simple reconnaissance mission. We, we should be fine. Yes, they're all simple, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like shadow spider monsters crawling out of dead people. That was disgusting. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Where's the wine? <laughs> well, I'm more than sure that our ship captain will already have had some uh, nice stock of very nice, from what I imagine, Zendrick wine waiting mm. on the ship for us. So, uh, Delicious. Should be uh, a fairly easy trip. Sounds way better than the swill that was on my mom. I mean, on the ship I grew up on. Grew up on. <laughs> Shiro kind of gives you a look. It's like, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm. I imagine it might be. <laughs> Whenever you're all are ready, let me know, and we can go ahead and head to loading, and then uh, get ourselves to port. Lucius is more efficient at getting ready than you would assume. Uh, travels fairly, fairly light. Okay. 
Ozma fastens the uh, her her pouchery <laughs> that she has just received on her on her on the uh, on her hips and looks a little a little uncomfortable. Seems to be a little uh, bulky for her, so she frantically starts going through it and trying to stick it on her shoulder holster and, and looking at things and goes to throw something something out and then looks at Shiro and casually puts it back. <laughs> um, deciding that it would probably be better just to take one of the daggers that's on her holster, stick it in her boot, and then politely smiles at Shiro while she tucks her gun lovingly <laughs> into the holster. Shiro kind of nods. You're not used to carrying a gun, are you? I mean, I I prefer to get up close and personal. Ooh, as do I, but as you will find, having something that you can use at long range can come in handy. Especially something with as deadly a accuracy as something the Carreras tend to be able to build for us. <clears throat> Besides, Team Squishy. Yes. Squishy this is true. And up close is it can be so it can be unpleasant, just all the pain in their face and the screams. You don't like that? Don't forget the blood splatter. There's and, also and yes, a lot of blood splatter. It's filthy. No. I no no no. No. I do not like that at all. I personally am a fan of up close and personal. I mean make them work for the kill. I mean it's good to come in and you know mix it up and get in and out, but I can't, I can't see that. No. Just attack from behind. This is true. <laughs> there is benefit in, in Ozma's words. It's probably the most, the, the wisest thing you've said all day. Gee, thanks. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> I'm sure it's like, wait, what? What? Huh? Questions? This boat, come on, come on, guys, come on, let's let's go, let's go. Yes, yes, let's go. Yes, let us make our way to the boat. Adventure time. Shira looks over at Ash. You are you you good to go? I look at the gun and uh, just stick it into the waistband of my loincloth. <laughs> I'm good. I'm you good you go. have a holster for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this seems okay. All right. Well. To each his own, just, you know. Hope we make sure the safety's on. <laughs> yeah, just please don't shoot your bits off. I don't want to have to explain that to the chief. Um, I don't want to have to explain that to anyone. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. Does it help, could it help you regrow? A... Um, a potion? It would have to be a pretty damned powerful potion. Mm. Yes, it gets good. And Desi kind of chimes in. Yeah, you'd need a potion of greater restoration, and even with the potion of greater restoration, it may not all come back the way you had it before. What about better? <laughs> I can't speak for that either. I believe that's greater wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> I believe that is greater wish is the name of my soul for real cover man. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, so you all have you know, finished getting your stuff together. Um, uh, 
Idris probably taking a little bit longer than the rest of you due to his age and shaky hands. <laughs> and Shiro just kind of, oh, God, okay. All right, we've got, that's right, okay, old timer. We're on a schedule, we're on a schedule. Uh, you all walk through the teleporting doors and, excuse me, back into the loading garage where you all pile your things into the trunk of Shiro's car and then pile into the cabin of the car yourselves. Um, after some time, you uh, all drive to, after time and adjustment, because, you know, you all are also contending with the things you just loaded onto your persons. Uh, getting into the car, seat belts, adjusting to the pouches and the holsters and the things. Uh, a lot of Tristiana just, ugh! <laughs> oh, God, ugh! Seriously? Okay, all right. <laughs> I know, who wants to ride in a car? <laughs> but it's just oh, so many things and... And are you gonna be all right, old man? She just looks over at Idris. Are you gonna be okay? You'll be fine. I... You're not gonna die on us, are you? Are you? No, of course not. I but... just can't seem to get my buckle. <laughs> are you, uh, do you need Do you need assistance with your buckle? No, I can do it. Are you sure? Uh, yes. Could you help? Okay. Uh, fine. Okay. <laughs> so she kind of begrudgingly, kind of at. You know, as, as at arm's length as she can. <laughs> it helps you with your book. Don't get any funny ideas, oh, old I, man. Oh, I am. <laughs> I always hey, have funny ideas. Hey, uh, uh, well, you have funny ideas because you're old, but don't get those, don't get funny ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and she's kind funny of... Funny ha-ha or... Funny ew. Yes. <laughs> to me, it's ha-ha. Because uh, you might be an old man, but I'm not afraid to punch your shit out. <laughs> oh, uh, I think you just got the buckle. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I think I just did. She kind of leans back in her seat and kind of leans against the door and shakes her head silently. So, Shiro, just kind of, okay, that was a thing. Uh, starts the car, Desi's sitting next to him. Will lift off and teleport out of the circle garage, and you're in the air. Um, within about 15 or so minutes, you find yourselves in the upper quarter at the uh, at the docks, uh, or at the dock kind of station, where you know it's kind of surly old dwarfs. Like, right? That seems to be a lot of you here. I'm counting one. There seems to be a lot of you here. <laughs> Where are you going? What 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 purpose do you serve here? Shirel just kind of raises his hand to all of you. Uh, let me handle this. He hands the writ over to the dwarf. Alright, Israel. This is coming from Chief Corinth himself. Israel, the dwarf, kind of, with his one good eye, kind of raises his eyebrow, looks at Shiro, opens the red, looks at the red. All right. Hmm. On the air, then. 
That's a ways away. Well, looks like he's already got the ship and passage booked for you. That's just fine. So he, you see him kind of leap off of the desk that he's at. And he's, you know, he's a, dwar- he's a dwarf, so fucking short. <laughs> he kind of disappears behind the desk. And you kind of hear a series of cranks and levers and gears turning. And what, it, what sounds like kind of like a, a, a wrench being cranked. And then, ah, these fucking machines, they don't work the way they used to. <laughs> ah, 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 all right. And where there seemed to be kind of a, a, a blank kind of wall uh, next to that counter, a seam where there was no seam appears and a door and the seam parts and there's a door. All right, in you lot go. We'll get your gear and your baggies all down to the ship. Just, you know, try not to die on anything or shoot anything or set fire to anything. I'm looking at you, old man. (laughs) Looking pointedly at uh, at Idris. Because you look like the type to, to slip on a banana peel and set the whole damn boat aflame. <laughs> is. I know you're type. Chats don't agree. Oh, this is good humor. <laughs> I think he's daring you to backflip through the door again. <sighs> oh! He, he, he hears that. He's like, oh, so we have a, a, a gymnast on our hands. Uh, I hate to be known as that. Old guy backflipping all over the place, <laughs> but just to prove that I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I don't know um, if that's what that proves. Uh, uh, I'm no, gonna. No, no, no. Just, just go with it. <laughs> are we gonna? Are we gonna have a demonstration? Is that what's happening? Yes. Oh my! So he, the, the dwarf, you, you see him just like hop back onto the stool, and he's very, very excited. He's just this, this big, like shit-eating grin. Yes, yes. Show me how. Show me how. Okay, okay. <laughs> Children, s- step back. And Hadris squats down Ooh, a little bit. Pulls, you know, gets all his muscles ready. And he jumps. And that is 20 to acrobatics. You effectively, like, it's not the most perfect backflip in the world. But it's an impressive one, nonetheless, and you backflip into through those doors. <laughs> Ta-da! You see? Yes. He is. He is the type. And the dwarf looks absolutely, genuinely surprised. And then just like stands up and just, <laughs> well, that was. I mean, it wasn't quite masterful, but that was still pretty damn impressive. Well done, old man. Well Thank you. done. I'm I'm much more than just an acrobat. <laughs> I'm also a philosopher. Don't push your luck, old man. Uh, I'll be on my way. All right. <laughs> All right, the lot of you. Ah, yes, the wise philosopher who struggles with belts. <laughs> there was a belt situation. It was a while ago. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. And it's like, it seems. It's like, just yesterday. <laughs> or just ten seconds. <laughs> I tried to forget it, but god damn it. <sighs> she 
sulks and just kind of shuffles through the doors. <laughs> well, she's certainly an interesting one, isn't she? She seems very, very, uh, very Thursday Adams. <laughs> yeah, she's she's at that age. Mm. I remember those those times. Ah, puberty. I don't remember that. <laughs> Neither does Idris. <laughs> Just stay oh, in oh. there, old man. <laughs> he calls out into the into the elevator. Stay in there. You're fine. You're fine. All right, a lot of you. But you all pile into the elevator. It's kind of a it's a cozy fit. It's not tight so much as it's cozy. So go right, hold on to your britches, or what passes for britches. He looks at Ash, he's like, and then he notices the, the gun the hanging out of your, uh, your loincloth. He's like, you know what, I, I don't even want to know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Just, he pulls the crank and the, the door is closed. God damn it, they get stranger by the day. There is a, not so much a falling sensation so much as there's kind of a weird spinning sensation. And, you know, the, there are lights within the, uh, the roof of the elevator that kind of blink and kind of fade, and then blink bright and fade, and Tristiana's very, oh, damn this. <laughs> What the hell is? Oh, I'm oh, just kind of holding your stomach. I did not sign up for this shit. Oh, now you, now you see. Now you will have both ends. <laughs> she looks at you, Jazz, and says, "Don't wish that evil on me." No, no, here, don't here. you do it. I have inoculated myself with um, these tablets. I, I, they help with uh, with portal sickness. This is a different. Uh, this is motion sickness. I don't think. Oh, mm. I'm gonna hold. Mm. Oh, here it comes. Yes. And yes, she... Yes. She actually manages to hold it together. Oh, <laughs> you are stronger than me. <laughs> and uh, so you all reach the bottom. The, the, the stop is a lot more sudden than you all anticipated. Roll a deck save, all of you. Ooh. Don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> a one. Oh, no. Ozma, you fall yeah, flat out on your face. Uh, five. Twenty-three. Wow. I got nine. Ash and uh, Idris, you fall flat on your backsides. <laughs> Thirteen. The rest of you, while, or well, uh, Lucius, you kind of stagger a bit, but you manage to kind of hold your ground and your, you know, your knees bend just at the right moment to kind of stabilize yourself. Uh, Jazz, not sure if the pills that you just took had anything to do with it, but you just are steady like a fucking rock. You just, the thing just stops and boom. And you just kind of like, yep. Ooh, I guess it helps with motion as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tristiana also is kind of like is rocked a little bit, but manages to hold herself. 
and as the doors open, she vomits straight out of it. <laughs> uh, okay, he just wants to try to do that cool jump up, you know, where you don't use your hands, you just kick oh, your kick, legs kick, up. Kip up, kip up. Is it a kick up? Like, kick up? You know what I'm talking about? When you, yeah. You like for pull ups. Oh. Um, no, no, you're. I think it's different than a kip up. Oh, okay. But yeah, I want to try to do a cool acrobatic jumping up. Yeah. But I don't want to announce pop it. Pop up, a pop up. A pop up. I don't want to announce it. I just want to do it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I used to be able to do that. So if I look stupid, hopefully no one will see me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are wearing ch- chain mail. Sixteen. So you kind of like jump up in the air, you pull your knees up, and kick out. You land. You kind of feel like you should be unsteady, but you're okay. Mm. Oh, Grandpa, the Bikram yoga has worked for you. <laughs> you know, these old bones have some tricks left. You were doing better last night. Yes, you were. <laughs> Shiro kind of saw what happened. I don't, I don't know what the purpose of that was, but, um, yeah, so. It's called panache. <laughs> it, it, it's called ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure panache had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, so he walks out in front of you all, kind of like patting Christiana on her back as she's like kind of dry finishing now. <laughs> um, he's like, well, we'll get you some water once we get aboard the ship. You'll, you'll be fine. It's like, I don't need your... Uh, I might need some water. <laughs> and so you approach the, uh, the ship. Uh, you know, Shiro's kind of like looking at the writ, trying to find the ship that matches the number on the, on the writ. And he... You see him, kind of his eyes, kind of... Oh! Oh, okay. All right. He closes the writ. And he's like... This way, Wedges, you approach what looks like a rather large galley ship. Several, many, many gorgeous looking sails. Ozma. God damn. What do you call this? You look at the ship, and it looks very familiar to you. Not so much that you've seen the ship itself before, but it looks a lot, so much like the ship you were raised on. Oh, shit. <laughs> that it kind of, you you, all, you have to like kind of double take. The sails are a different color, the flag it's flying is completely different. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, in your experience, that could easily have happened. Yes. Uh, but as you approach the ship, and you see that the captain He's, you know, at the, the bottom of the, uh, the ramp, kind of waiting on all of you. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a guy you recognize. What is that? He's a, he's a, 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 a Kalashtar. An older Kalashtar man. Not, more like middle-aged. Middle-aged Kalashtar. Kind of looks out at all of you. All right. All right, so you're... You're the lot that current sent. Welcome, agents. I'm uh, Agent Jordy. <laughs> I will be uh, taking you to Undyear. Now, so um, uh, your baggage has already arrived. We've already got everything loaded. 
go ahead and get yourself on deck and uh, get yourself settled. We'll be we'll be taking off and making our way soon. He looks at Ozma. Kind of cocks his head a little bit. Do I know you from somewhere? Sure as hell don't know you. And then you see kind of the eyes roll back in his head. His eyes glow a bit and he talks again, but this time there's another voice behind him. <laughs> Are you sure we don't know you? Have we not met somewhere? Are you? No, no. You, you, can't, you can't be. You can't, no. No. Why would you? He looks at you. He smiles in recognition. Oh! Zaz, is that you? He cocks his head to the other side. There's a confused look on his face now. We know of Zaz, but we are not him. Oh, um. The next time you see him or your mother, tell him we say hello. She'll know who we are. I'm sure she will. The eyes roll forward again. He shakes his head. Oh, that was, that's always, you know, I've lived with this all my life. And you never get used to having another soul inside your body. It's weird. Oh yes, I can imagine. Uh, it's uh, it's a thing. Um, so hilarious. Um, clearly, you're we give your mother our best, and just kind of flourishes uh, in, in a way that beckons you all to get the fuck on the ship. We'll be leaving port within the hour. <laughs> For a second, I want Ozma to be a little stunned. Now I'm just fired. Just Ozma, 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 Ozma. Jazz, what is it? What is it? What is it? What, what, what was that? What, what kind of ship is this? What kind of man was he? It's a long story. I know it's a long trip. I'll get to it. But like, I just. I was excited until just about now. Shiro kind of like takes a breath, gives you a pat on the shoulder. You'll you'll be fine. It's, and I, I imagine that must have been strange. Yeah, a l- little bit. I just I just thought it was somebody that I knew. Oh yeah, no. It, you're. Uh, I'm sorry. How did? How did we come into possession of this class of frigate? Let's just say that I patronize these pockets. So I've, I've, I've seen ships like this before, and they're, uh, they're a pretty penny. There's not a lot of them. No, you're right. There are not. And as you all uh, walk up the ramp, he's you know, walking with you, Ozma. This is a... Uh, it's not quite a our dreadnought class galleon ship, but it's as damn close as one can get for what we need. Oh, a dreadnought class. Would it be as big as a an uh, enterprise class? Something like that. 
he looks at you guys and he's like, huh, you know more about ships than I would have imagined. But then again, you've traveled a lot, so I shouldn't be surprised, I, I take it. No, um, it's the Enterprise classes are a bit more, a bit heavily, more heavily fortified oh. than, uh, than the Scallion. Uh, the sea urchin is a good ship. She'll, she'll suffice for, for our needs. She'll get us where we need to go and uh, get us there in style. Mm, yes, I can smell the runes from here. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be looking around. Yes. <laughs> you, yes. Don't, don't touch anything too much. Then, uh, then again, you've had training. You know what to do and not to do. I'm not your mom. He <laughs> <It> just runs. <laughs> he also notices that Tristiana is lagging behind. She's very like the. She's already kind of looking pale. Looks at the captain. Jordy, uh, you have someone that can perhaps help young Miss uh, Clawborn to a room, to a bed at least. And uh, he looks over at her. And says, yes, yeah, that's uh, that's. She does not look like she's ever been on a boat before. So, yeah, let's get her a sedative, and uh, let's get her settled in a bed. I'd, I'd like a sedative, too, please. But you look fine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'd rather err on the side of caution than uh, have, uh, you know, sullier decks here. You know, so would I. Okay, that's fine. That's that's a that's a that's a good point, and uh, well, we'll get you a little something as well. Well, it go well with wine. Wine, wine would go well with wine. No, wine with the sedative. No. <laughs> he shakes his head profusely. That's a terrible, terrible idea. We trust me. I'm speaking from personal experience on that. It's a terrible, you will, you will very, very much regret that decision if that's the, the path you want to go. Okay. Yeah, just to take, <laughs> take, take my word for that. At this point, um, Ozma seems to have pretty much recovered. No one's looking at her, so she gathers herself real quick. Let's back on that facade we all, all seem to know of at this point. <laughs> Run, runs up. Um, after Jazz, and turns around and looks at Ash and Tristiana and goes, Now, seasickness, see the, the one trick is that you just don't think about the ship moving back and forth and back and forth, and then you'll be fine. Don't laugh much. Tristiana's, you see Tristiana's face just go absolutely green. Like, oh. mm -hmm. And she proceeds to catch herself just in time to vomit over the side of the boat. <laughs> they all have not even left port yet, and she's vomited a second time. Cheryl kind of narrows his eyes at you, Osman. <laughs> was that necessary? It wasn't necessary, but it was pretty funny. Uh, 
just my luck. Get saddled with a bunch of fucking comedians. All right. <laughs> Desi kind of just pats her on the back. Don't worry, honey. I'll 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 tend to I'll tend to Tris. Just you. Get yourself. Uh. Say 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 your say goodbyes, and we'll 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 we'll, we'll be on our way. And Shiro's. You're right. Thank you. I completely forgot about that. Um. The Shiro, the captain. I'm, these are my agents. I'm trusting you with them. Anything happens to them, I'm holding you responsible. Those of you who are uh, of a sound mind and body to be able to be paying attention, uh, I must regretfully say that I will not be joining you on the ship. Uh, there's something I need to, that Desi and I need to take care of before we join you. We will meet you in Andair in, uh, in three days. Uh, do you think this is wise? You are target number one. Desi is, you know, handing Tristania with a couple of, you know, what looks like apothecary bottles off to one of the, uh, the crew of the ship. He looks at you, Idris, and he goes, she goes, rather, I wouldn't worry. He's got me. He'll be fine. If you insist. I do. And she, you know, pats uh, Justiana on the back one more time as she's, you know, struggling to not throw up again. And uh, Desi joins excuse me, joins uh, Shiro at the uh, beginning of the ramp, leading back down to the dock from the ship. She goes, see you all for Monday here, hopefully. Uh, should all go well. And why wouldn't it? Everything's fine. <laughs> but uh, see you soon. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Mind the camera. Sweetie? She begins to go down the ramp. Shiro goes, I'll be damned if that woman just doesn't take the words out of my mouth every goddamn time. <laughs> Say words, and she just, she looks up at you and it's like, yes, everything she said, I look forward to meeting you all at court. Take care. And he walks down the ramp and off. Jazz comes running back over. I've, I've already counted 120 guns. Where's, where's, uh, where's Shiro? Uh, it seems like we are on our own for this small commute. You will not be coming with us? They'll see us on the other side. Oh. Hmm. Wonder what he has to do. It must be important. However, I would like to nominate myself as the leader while Q is gone. No, I think Desi said that Lucius is the leader. Well, insofar as holding the potions, but... Is he who holds the potions? 
We can certainly we can certainly divvy that up and great initiative all the time. Uh, you know, I try, but I do feel safe having a good leader being an elf. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, no. well, at least at least half of one. Anywho. Well, that's better than most. <laughs> better than many. Oh my. Just <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, you see Jordy kind of come back up the ramp after a, a little bit while you all are having this discussion. It's like, well, that was a thing. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you all see yourself settled? Uh, below decks, there is a bit of a mess hall. And uh, you grab yourself some food, some drink. We have some ales, we have some wines. We've got some Andarian scotch that we're happening to transport that cask or two may have been opened. Help yourselves, and uh, we'll be on our way shortly. Oh, I do hate Lost Through Storm. Yes, let's go see about that, show. <laughs> so you all go below decks, and... Uh, there, is, or do all of you go below deck? So, do you, or is any of you staying? Uh, I go, yeah, above above deck. Uh, I'm still looking around. I'm like running around, counting guns, looking for systems, seeing if it's a water and airship. Seeing, you know, just looking around. Okay. Um. Why don't you make an investigation check? Investigation. Oh. Um, that is, damn it, it is a, does rogue expertise give you advantage, or does it, let me, let me look at it real quick, I don't know, but no, I, I got a 12 on that. Okay, so, nope, not advantage. for the most part, uh, the galleon looks like it's a, a standard, standard sea ship. Um, you don't see anything that stands out, per se, um, aside from, you know, the, the guns that kind of line the sides of the ship. Um, and there seems to be a large uh, crystal shard kind of towards the head of the ship. Um, that you kind of notice. Uh, it has a weird kind of glow to it, but you don't really have much in the way of an idea as to what that is or what it does. Should I do an arcana? You can. I'll try to check it. Check it. That's better. Um... That is 21. 21 would definitely do it. Uh, so that particular stone, like I said, it's a large, large kind of red stone, mm -hmm. uh, kind of seated just before the nose of the ship. Uh, from what you're able to sense, 
of it feels like it's some kind of focusing stone. Oh. Mm, this is a some sort of. I, I wonder what it could be used for. Ozma, as mm. someone who has been on a ship like this before, you know exactly what that is. What, what is this giant stone? I can feel magic coming off of it, and it. It's arcane. Or, I don't know, it's strange. So, Ozma, for, for your information, uh, for what you know of that stone, as it's a stone very much like one that you've seen on the ship that you grew up on. It is a battery stone. Uh, it focuses any number of users' magic into a projectile weapon used in both defense and offense of the ship. It can also be used to erect uh, arcane shielding around the ship should it need it. Oh, it is like a uh, SDI defense system. It shoots up and protects so, the ship from projectiles and makes a, a force field? It takes an incredible amount of energy, though, so it is generally used as a last resort. This is magnificent. That's actually very true. <laughs> 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 no, that that was that was well that was well pulled. You said it focuses any number. How many people do you think are focused in it right now? Uh, At this time, you don't see anyone near the uh, near the crystal. Nazma, from uh, your knowledge, it takes someone to be physically touching the stone to actually activate. Mm. Uh, do you do you tell him this or do you? I'll, I'll tell him I'll tell him this. All right. You actually have to have someone touching the stone to activate it. The more people you have touching, the more power you have in the longer duration, mostly. The more damage you can take. Oh, this is correct. Ooh. Stop reading my mind, God. <laughs> what a beautiful Kendra, like device. Kendra, like a good bullshitter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there was some force strong enough to push this ship under the water, if this could also trap in air, like a, like some sort of submersible. Hmm. Or possibly. Ozma, from your experience, you know that that's probably not a problem. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting idea, but uh, not a good one. <laughs> hmm. All things have their limits, but these are good things to, to test. And then you just, you just see him take out a little pad. <laughs> Yes, just... tests, like, like an experiment, not in a lab. Oh, my mother was a great musician, and she said uh, she always writes on stage. Oh, God. I gotta tell Jordy to keep this guy away from the stone. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy's kind of off to the side, checking things, and like, don't worry, I've, I've already got that. that <laughs> He's kind of like not looking, but pointing in Jazz's general direction. Don't <laughs> fucking try it, okay? <laughs> All right? Uh, with greatest respects, uh, music and physics are two very different mistresses. <laughs> this is true. When you hear Jordy's voice from, you know, the other end of the ship, listen to the sorcerer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, the rest of you, I guess, are downstairs. You're <laughs> getting ale and food from the provisions that you see there in the mess hall. Um, there's a, uh, 
a gnomish cook. Very, uh, very kind of abrasive uh, gnome woman. Oh, what would you like today? I heard tale of uh, some scotch. <laughs> who, who, she kind of looks to the side. Who sent you? <laughs> uh, well, that's a rather complicated question. But who informed us was the captain. We were told to make ourselves well. Oh! Well, that's fine then. Okay. Uh, so, do, 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 one finger, two fingers. Are you looking for the ale or for the scotch? Two of the scotch would be delightful. Fantastic. She sways over to. Uh, kind of, uh, this looks like a makeshift bar with like a shit ton of casks that have, uh, uh, have been pulled with uh, uh, spigots and things. Uh, so she pulls you uh, a couple fingers draft of the scotch, slams it on the table. Notice not a drop of it spills out of the glass. Boom! There you go! Enjoy that, young man. I'm pretty hungry. What would you like? Handsome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've heard Sean has huge oysters. Is this true? Well, yes. Would, would there be any in the, in the larder? Well, and she kind of runs to the back runs out and she's she's carrying this like massive fucking plate <laughs> and she goes she just kind of boom onto the bar in front of her i'm sure i don't know what you mean and walks <laughs> off <laughs> and he picks it up and it's like is oh it's a watermelon <laughs> yeah it's just about a watermelon sized oyster oh it has quite a heft Th- thank you he's just almost <laughs> <holding you. laughs> he just takes out a he takes out like a dagger or something and he's just trying his hardest <laughs> to pop it. He puts it down and he just he just turns away <laughs> he's just trying to get it open. She she sees you struggling and just out of the out of kindness or pity, you can't tell which one. She hands you it looks like a very thin tuning fork. She hmm. goes, try this thing. Oh a proper tool. <laughs> And it literally just <laughs> breathes itself open. And all of the meat of the oyster is laying out before you, just looking absolutely fantastic. Oh. Oh. He just picks up an end, cuts it off, and he just, and you just, you can kind of see it. It's, it's a huge, like, slab of oyster meat just kind of hanging out. And he's just kind of, it's just, mm-hmm. is it lemon or. Mm-hmm. Something. He. <laughs> the uh, the bar, the uh, the cooks kind of laughs, just like. <laughs> oh, hey, hang on, hang on, dear, hang on. It was true. <laughs> she kind of brings you kind of this makeshift basket of assorted condiments. There's lemon juice. There's. Uh, this red stuff that kind of looks like it should be ketchup, 
There's another <laughs> bottle with uh, more intricate writing on it with more red stuff that looks like it could be ketchup. Uh, there's definitely like a jar of mustard in there, uh, uh, salt and pepper shakers, and napkins. <laughs> I, oh, I have not had one of these ever in my life. Thank you. And he's just waxing. <laughs> nice. Uh, which of the condiments are you trying? He's going to try the second skinnier one that might be ketchup. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a constitution save. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. But it's between 18 and 4. Go ahead and make another one, because since it's wacky. There we go. Um, 18. Oh. All right. So you feel the heat spread from your tongue to the roof of your mouth, to your ears, and to your scalp even. <laughs> and you are holding your, your own, just like... Just nope. sweating. So you're sweating, <laughs> but it's, you're not letting it phase you. You're enjoying <laughs> that shit. Just getting a little bit of that that chili high a little bit. Yeah. This is fantastic. She the uh, the cook comes by with a huge uh, flagon of ale. Just you might need some of that with that stuff you just used there. That's oh. some of the hottest stuff here in Sharn. You, you don't want to mess with that. I can I can free, no, I don't can. don't mess with it lightly. <laughs> oh, thank you. How hot is it? <laughs> and he just cuts off a piece and he just puts it right in front of him and puts a dab on it and then puts another dab and he puts it down. <laughs> uh, he just picks it up, smells it, mm. take it back, and then eats it. Man, Constitution says. Fantastic <laughs> <laughs> seafood. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Six. Oh! <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, they say beware the smiling DM, but beware the laughing DM. Oh my gosh. So, you've seen those cartoons where the character eats something ridiculously spicy, and you see how, like, from the neck up, the they turn, yeah, they turn like a thermometer. They turn red. From neck to scalp turns beet red. <laughs> it looks like there might be smoke coming out of his ears. Mm. And he's ah! <laughs> he's 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 he, he looks like he has not had anything that spicy maybe ever in life. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just falls Very backwards awful. on the ground. Rolling like back and forth. He's <laughs> like, I, I can't see. I can't see. Everything's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cook kind of looks over the counter at you, Idris, kind of rolling around on the ground. And then she looks at you, Jazz, and is like, is, 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 is something wrong with him? He's probably never hot. Like, all right, then. She she grabs she reaches below and grabs a uh, a glass container 
of white liquid, you can probably assume that it's, it's milk. Pour this down as God. We should be fine after a moment or two. She reaches it to you, uh, Jazz. Oh, and then Jazz just drinks half of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, he gives it. To I slap it away. I'm doing too much pain. He just slaps no, he just it, kicks away. it away. <laughs> he's just rolling around in milk and it? hot sauce. <laughs> 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 and he can't see. He can't see. He's just swinging around, just flailing. Are you guys gonna try to help pour this down his throat, or are you guys just yeah, gonna you suffer? I, I have at least ten more pounds of oyster. <laughs> Unfortunately, it appears he's gone full turtle. <laughs> Do you have any more milk? She kind of looks at uh, Idris and just kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, if you can get him to drink it, and she reaches down. Puts, a, puts another uh, container <laughs> on the counter for you. It's like, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, if you're if you're gonna, gonna want to do that, you, you're probably gonna want to do a uh, do a grapple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the turns go uh, Luckily, I'm not that strong. So can, can someone please hold him? And then Jazz just kind of <laughs> just goes back. <laughs> goes right back to eating. Hmm. I'll, I'll try to hold him down. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead I'm and make. I'm standing uh, there shaking my head. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call this a. Uh, go ahead and make a strength check. Two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and just roll an unarmed attack. Can you turn into a bitch? Unarmed attack. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Ooh, 13 plus strength? Yeah, plus 2, so 5, or 15. What's your AC? 11. (laughs) (laughs) As you attempt to grab on to poor Idris, with him wailing, kind of flailing around the ground, he slaps you dead in your face. (laughs) You take a point of damage. (laughs) The blood of Val has cursed me. <laughs> ah, He's screaming. The blood of Val. The, the 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 cook at this point is just like she's now just like propped herself full on the bar. She's sitting cross-legged, just kind of hands. Uh, fi- uh, chin in her, both of her fists, kind of watching, just like, this is probably the most amusing thing I've seen in a very long time. This is amazing. Is, the, the, is he always this way? Yes, yes, every, everything. This much. Uh, he, he must, he must be quite amusing to have on your team. Yes, he's my favorite. If we were a team of bards, we'd be great. He does excellent backflips, though. This is true. Oh! I, I would ask him to do one now, but I don't think he's in quite the uh, the mood for that. Uh, do do after witnessing the the bare knuckle boxing old man milk wrestling, <laughs> just Osma, who has just been standing there shaking her head, standing fairly close to Lucius, who's sipping his his scotch. <laughs> and holding milk in his other holding hand. Holding milk in the other hand. 
for anyone to grab. <laughs> and I look over to Lucius and just pray in the background and go, we're all going to die, aren't we? <laughs> yes, sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> to which the cook looks still staring at Idris. He's probably going to die sooner. <laughs> Were I a betting man, I have some coins to throw upon that. I would join you in that. <laughs> Idris is now rolling in sweat and milk and saliva and tears. Roll another con, uh, con save. Uh, well. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's 19. Okay. The, the heat from the uh, the hot sauce is beginning to subside. He's going to try. It's beginning, <laughs> beginning to calm. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He just reaches up to grab the milk from Lucius. Yes! Please! He just downs, downs all the milk. Roll another con save for that one. <laughs> uh, that's ten. So you down that entire uh, container of milk, which, you know, it's about a half gallon, dude. Yeah. Um, Jesus. You just barely are able to keep that down mm. with the force of you just slamming it down your gullet. You realize that you might have drank too much, much too fast too fast and uh, you are now dealing with a terrible terrible heartburn <laughs> as a result Idris uh-huh. is just on his knees over like the chair or bench or whatever and, and just in a lot of pain and again the cook staring at you with her her chin on her fist it's like that was quite amusing here you go, dearie. This, 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 this should help and hands you a, uh, a chalice full of mead. It's like, that, that might calm you down a notch. Uh, thank, thank you. And he, he sips it and... Why would you have such an evil thing in a basket? She, she chuckles. <laughs> Diddy, I live on a ship. <laughs> with a bunch of surly sailors, mostly from your agency. Agents that have stared death in the face time and time and time and time and time again. (laughs) It sometimes helps to have to give them a little bit of amusement. (laughs) And what do you mean by evil? This was delicious. And then he just clanks it down and he's just, that was one of the best and then just a, a burp so loud and hard it sounds like it almost hurt <laughs> everyone make a con saves at that oh the smell <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay uh, six nine, three, <laughs> eight, oh, no. six, eight. Seventeen. Seventeen. uh all right. So, Idris and Ash, it takes everything in you to keep 
from vomiting at the <laughs> sheer stench that just erupted from his mouth. Ooh, that was very fishy. I can't believe that that's an aphrodisiac and that you <laughs> ate like 30 pounds of oyster. Ozma, <laughs> having lived on a ship with a shit ton of sailors, this is something clearly you're used to. I'm, I'm just standing in the corner. I'm, I'm clapping and laughing. He looks... Wait, Lucius shit needs to... Yeah, uh, Lucius, go ahead and roll a con save as uh, I just, as your teammate, after eating a, that 30 pounds of oyster with hot sauce, has just let out the most massive burp you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that, that does not do well by me. Uh, that's that's a six. <laughs> you, like Idris and Ash, are doing your very best to hold your scotch down. <laughs> As that is the most wretched thing that you've ever smelled in your life. Ooh. Why would you risk <laughs> wasting... Good scotch! (laughs) 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 And again, the cook is just, oh, this is great. It's unfazed by all of this. This is just amazing. I like you guys. Welcome to the circle, all of you. This is fantastic. (laughs) It's simply delightful to be here. Osma goes up to Jazz, gives him a hearty slap on the back, and goes, Jazz, man, I'm thinking, I'm really starting to like you. Oh, yes, this is all good fun. Excellent. And then you hear uh, from, or rather, you see before you hear a series of these, like, crystals in the corners near the the kind of ceiling of the... uh, Floor, kind of start to blink, and you hear. All right, guys, uh, we're about to cast off, so uh, everyone just kind of uh, brace yourselves and uh, enjoy the ride. Thank you for uh, flying sea urchin, and uh, enjoy your ride. You hear this loud creaking and clanking as the anchor begins to lift from the sea. And once that sound dies down for a moment, there's nothing. And then there's a sudden lurch as you all are jettisoned forward by the winds, essentially. Um, And you're now off at sea. There, there is some rocking, a little bit of rocking, and uh, things. Uh, everyone, go ahead and make a Constitution save. My body, my body lies over the ocean. Ten. Eleven. Survive. Eleven as well. Eighteen. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, it would be, it would be wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, that would be. 17. 17. Of course you um, are. Both of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jazz and Ozma, you all are just kind of like, ah, <laughs> I remember this feeling. It's the open ocean. Yeah. Oz feels like home. 
and the rest of you are very uneasy, kind of holding on to whatever you can. I'm like, what is this? And the cook, once again, is like, oh, you all are landlubbers, aren't you? Well, in looking at Ozma and Jazz, well, the two of you look like you've seen some sea, sea water before, but the rest of your companions, oh my, this is going to be a fun trip. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, too. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then Jazz all hugs Ozma and hugs the, the gnome, but she's, ah! but she's all, like, all up. Yes! It's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of, and they're all rocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't this a friendly bunch? And you start to hear kind of from the from above deck, kind of the, the murmur of the crew kind of getting into their rhythm and singing sea shanties and things. Mm. Things are happening. So, uh, what would you all like to do now that you've eaten or attempted to eat and drank and had a misfortune with hot sauce? I feel like Idris just wants to suffer. He just wants to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not going to move. He's just not going to move. All right, then. I want to, uh, I want to find Jordy. All right, so yeah. um, you go ahead uh, above deck, uh, where you find Jory kind of in on, on typical uh, of ships of this nature. Uh, there is a a uh, a wheel, but as opposed to it being kind of out in the open and outside, there seems to be a kind of I wouldn't so much call it a room so much as an aclo that it kind of sits in. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of, you know, kind of casually, one-handedly, just, mm, yes, this is, yeah, all right. <laughs> he kind of looks at his watch. He's Jordan. He's like, we're, the, wind's, the, the wind is fair right now. We've got ourselves a good heading. We should, we should be, he, he sees you. Coming above, coming above deck. It's like, ah, young miss. Everything's looking good so far. We should, we should make it to Undyear in about three days, give or take. If the, if the winds are fair and the, and the course, and the course holds. Captain, I just wanted to um, make sure that you knew I have seafaring experience. So, uh, if you need any help with the rigging or any of the maintenance stuff, or anything that a uh, first mate might do. I would love, like to... Roll persuasion. Hmm. Offer my services. Persuasion. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Plus... And with advantage. Ready for that. Well, if you... What would you get? <laughs> so you roll twice got, and okay. take the higher number. Okay, cool. My higher, my highest roll is twenty six. Oh! Did you, did you roll a nat twenty or something? A nineteen. A nineteen. Well, close enough. That's. I have a plus seven to persuasion. Wow! So <laughs> he, he looks at you, and then, that's right, because your mother. That's right. That's. You know what? Yeah, make yourself useful wherever you can, wherever you can. Fan- fantastic! I would. It doesn't feel right being on a ship without doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, just out of curiosity before I go, um, 
When was the last time you heard from my mother? Oh, he kind of thinks on that a moment. It's it's been a while. That was not the sound I was looking for. Hmm. No, that's the captain thinking sound. <laughs> <laughs> that, that had to be the captain thinking sound. That that's was, his that visor. Was nuts. Yeah. Um, noise. That's, yeah no. <laughs> he should have a visor. He should have some sort of visor. He needs a visor. He, he is wearing protective eyewear. <laughs> of course he is. Definitely wearing protective eye gear. Um, he's kind of thinks on that for a moment. His one hand kind of keeping the wheel steady. Oh, my. It's been, it's been at least a fortnight since I last heard from your mother. She's still sailing near, uh, uh, near Thrain was the last place I, I'd have gotten word of her. As, is there any, is there any news? Have you heard anything else like from the Red Death? Is there any, has she mentioned me? She mentioned that you weren't on board with her, which kind of held my curiosity a bit, because as I remembered, you were a bit of her shadow. So hearing that and then seeing you now, I'm, and seeing you with us, I'm intrigued, I find myself. I was um, involuntarily detained and <laughs> and uh, could not accompany uh, accompany the Red Death on their next expedition. Um, let's just say I'm exploring new job avenues at the moment. Ah. Well, that would explain why you're so far from the Lazar Principalities. Well, all right. Welcome to the circle. I'm sure... Uh, I should I next time I see your mother send your regards. I actually would prefer you don't mention you saw me at all. Well, all right. Well, uh, uh. but I would very much appreciate it that if you hear of her or her cruise exploits again, that for a chance you could let me know. He thinks on that, you know what? I'll do just that. Thank you very much, Captain. As you are. And Ozma turns on her heel and goes uh, to a large group of sailors to go ahead and get started. And you kind of, you know, they kind of look at you. <laughs> she grabs one around the neck and like punches him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and you all are singing sea shanties as you tend to the ship and the mass and the reading and all that stuff. Hey, hey, up she rises, hey, hey, up she rises, hey, lie in the morning. And uh, what are the rest of you all doing? Are you still below decks? Are you still in the canteen? And... About just one little quick little tip thing. Did you already choose all your, your spells? No, no, don't, don't mind me. You go, you guys. You already saw your the, your spells you got? No. Get fine familiar, and you need to get yourself a parrot or a, <laughs> or a monkey, you know? It makes sense because I have an animal familiarity because I grew up with a cat. Oh, yeah. And then also, 
there's no um there's no rules for a parrot but there is owl i'm pretty sure you could you could she could just maybe give him a i'm a really large macaw yeah like a cackling <laughs> ability yeah. you know just yeah yeah like maybe is that know, a level one yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sure it is. I think it, it's either level it one level or level two? two. It might okay. be a level one. I, I, I don't remember. Let me. Let me my little computer phone. The cool thing check. about owls, mm -hmm. owls have something called flyby. Yeah. And that means that they can, uh, they don't use up all their movement, like, and they don't pr provoke attacks of opportunity when it, they do an attack. So they can fly out, oh. do something, and come back. Nope, it's what? a first level, first level conjuration spell. And being a rogue. You could just ask them to aid. Aid gives you advantage. So you can. And that's huge. You could prompt yep. sneak attack with your familiar. So, yeah, you gain the service of a familiar, a spirit that has taken animal form, you choose bat, cat, crab, frog, toad, hawk, lizard, octopus, owl, poisonous snake, fish, uh, rat, raven, seahorse, spider, or weasel, appearing in an unoccupied space or within parrot. range. Or parrot. Or parrot. We'll, 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 we'll add parrot to that. <laughs> Uh, cockatoo guys. Yeah. Cockatoo would be dope. Cockatoo would be cool. Yeah. Um, Lawrence, about that, is there any way like is there any way you could get a just a a, a flesh one? Just a, a real boy? If uh, I, I don't have plans on a familiar, but would in your campaigns, would you say it would be equal to just have a real a real thing? For for this particular spell, no, because it's very specific about it being a, a spirit creature. Uh, however, there are ways in which you can gain a flesh and blood familiar. Okay. And uh, those are more ritualistic and and, uh, and uh, a little bit more complicated. Okay. But it's definitely a possibility. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I would just keep them as a, if you do have a free level one you haven't chosen yet, I would just keep them as a as a spirit. And then yeah. maybe, like Lawrence is saying, along the way, you can somehow find a body form, you mm -hmm. know? All right, so uh, you guys have them all the time. This <laughs> 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 is just because I only just put it on. Yeah, there. yeah. You guys aren't. We created a whole new thing. You guys aren't <laughs> seeing this right now, but my my daughter has just uh, come in. She's got a little uh, toy parrot that she's placed on uh, Kendra, who is Ozma's shoulder, as her uh, familiar. <laughs> How do you want a soul cracker? <laughs> so uh, you can't have more than one familiar at a time. Uh, if you cast the spell while you already have a familiar, the familiar just changes form. Okay. So you force it to change its shape. Uh, as an action, you can temporarily dismiss your familiar. It disappears into a pocket dimension where it awaits your summons. Alternatively, you can dismiss it forever. Uh, you can also, as an action, while it is temporarily dismissed, you can make it to reappear in any unoccupied space within 30 feet of you. Um, it does obey you com your commands. In combat, it rolls its own initiative and acts on its own turn. It can't attack, but it can take other actions. Uh, when it drops to zero hit points, uh, it disappears kind of leaving behind kind of a vapor and then it disappears, but it can be resummoned once casting the spell again. So it can't attack, but could it theoretically like well, disarm somebody? Well, aid, I don't know, I don't know. 
Oh, I was okay. I've been over a couple things, and Lawrence probably knows, but this there used to be all these things in 3.5. There used to be like charge, disarm, sunder, all these kinds of attacks that you could do. Familiar, yeah. With with the familiar, like just you know, like. But the 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 thing is, in five, they said no, and you can do those. Those are specific things you need martial uh, adept for. You need to either be a uh, a champion fighter or take defeat martial aid up to do those things yeah but yeah can attack but he can do other actions that's that I, that's what i was uh thinking aid like aid other like the aid other action yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah so it's not so do you, do you have it do things like uh like do reconnaissance for you like it can it can spy for you yeah and come back i was thinking like if i'm sneaking around someplace i can yeah summon my familiar and i can have Fly, yeah. Poop on the one or, thing, no, and and I feel like you would probably need a, a feat in order to do this. Um, and with okay. you being uh, <laughs> a hybrid with a wizard, that's very much a possibility for you, uh, where you can see through your familiar's eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh. I know druids definitely have that ability when they take a uh, animal companion, and so do rangers. Um, and I feel like wizards have that ability as well, but it comes at later levels. It could be, uh, what's the name, Bayek from the new Assassin's Creed? Yeah. He has the hawk through his eyes he sees through. and Yeah, so it will be very similar to that. Um, so, And if there isn't a feat, and that's something that you want, let me know, and I will create one that suits the world and the world how and that stuff. works out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For, for all of you listening... Uh, who have not quite cut on yet. A lot of this is very homebrew. A lot of these feats are very fly by the seat of my pants. Uh, I, I, I tend to be the DM that says, something you want? Let me know. Tell me why <laughs> it would make deal. sense for your character and within the setting and seagulls. Uh, <laughs> and if it works, and you're giving me like a good enough reason, shit, I'll I'll make it happen as long as it doesn't make you completely in, insanely overpowered. Uh, so yeah. So as it was kind of an early evening, uh, kind of sunset-ish when you all set off, or when you all loaded the ship, it's now going on past sunset. You all are. Out at sea, Ozma is uh, hanging out with the other members of the crew, at, and drinking and telling stories, and uh, some of them are playing cards. Um, you all are uh, those of you who have the constitution to be able to stomach it are uh, awake and kind of about kind of exploring the ship. Uh, the rest of you who are without said constitution are probably like sitting on a bench or on the, fl on the floor of a deck somewhere <laughs> holding on to something for dear life. Um, and uh, you all eventually make your way to the passenger's quarters uh, where it's literally, you, you guys don't get your own rooms. It's literally just a row of bunks. Uh, that you all choose for you all choose bunks, and uh, you 
find yourself nodding off fairly easily. Um, Ozma, I'm not sure if you've decided to go to bed just yet or if you're staying up with the crew a bit oh, late, longer. Oh, we're staying up and we're going to drink. All right. <laughs> These are my people. All right. And uh, seeing that that's an experience that you are familiar with, I'm not even going to make you roll a constitution to see how well you, you take staying up that late. Um, you do eventually, uh, drunkenly, stumble <laughs> into the, uh, the, the, the quarters, pasture quarters, and, uh, find yourself a bunk, and just, you don't even bother, like, moving your clothes or pulling back the seat, you just fall over and fall into a drunken sleep. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Ash. While you are asleep, you hear a very familiar voice, and you, your awareness in your sleep kind of kicks in, and you find yourself in the form of a young boy, uh, about the age you were when you found yourself alone. And in the middle of this really eerie but beautiful forest, uh, see the, the 12 moons of Eberron are above you uh, in varying stages of waxing and waning. And the sky is this strange, almost purple color, which has this kind of that cast that hue over the forest and the plants with a lot of greens and purples and strange heads. And in front of you, sitting cross-legged, is a very, very beautiful woman. Very slender, but disarmingly, disarmingly beautiful. Long pointed ears, long bone white hair. She smiles at you. Oh, my dear. Come. Come and sit with me. I walk towards her and sit next to her. She holds you. She takes your hands and she and you as she takes your hands, they are ice cold. But not painfully so. There's a pleasantness to the sensation. She strokes your face. You feel the cold there. My child, how are you faring with these mortals? Hmm. They're okay for now. Good. And what is it that you... What are you seeking? What do you hope to gain by cavorting with this group? I'm just hoping, uh, I don't know, to knock some heads right now. Maybe quench some bloodlust. Oh, my dear, I can definitely help you there. As well you know, I'm 
love. Bloodlust is kind of my thing. If it's bloodlust and vengeance and violence you seek, you need not go to these riots. We could just as easily seek that out on our own. But, given the situation that you find yourself in with this group, I am intrigued by the manner of violence we may find. So, I will support you in this. And she <coughs> releases your hand with the other hand, takes you by the face, both hands, hands on either side of her, either cheek, and pulls you in and gives you a long, passionate kiss. Cold. Her lips are ice cold. But again, the sensation is not unpleasant. Now she pulls back. Remember, I am yours and you're mine. And as, I, and as long as I can help it, no harm, 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 harm will be you. But there will come a time when I will need your assistance. You have pledged yourself to me. Remember that that time will come soon. I'm going to need you. Remember? I remember. That's my love. And she takes you in her arms. She feels almost bigger than what she is and moves you to her lap and cradles you in her arms, nestling her head against the top of your head. And then you awaken, and it's daylight. You see through the ports, uh, the port windows of the, uh, portholes, that's what I'm, that's the word I'm looking for. Through the portholes of the ship, you can see the beginnings of sunrise and streaming through. And uh, as you are the first awake, what would you like to do? I'm going to go to the galley. And I'm going to ask uh, the gnomish woman there uh, for a uh, fistful of scotch <laughs> to start my day. Oh, a fistful this early in the day? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like the cut of your jib. You know what? I'm going to give you two fistfuls. Okay. And she just takes this large uh, large glass, this is pint glass, boom, and just pours you a nice, pretty much fills the pint glass with scotch, slides it over to you and goes, enjoy your breakfast, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so you just hang out there and... I, I sip on it a bit. I take a swig or two. Yeah, I just sit at a table drinking it for a bit. It's a very... As it's undying scotch, it's very smooth. Very 
uh, hearty scotch. It's very tasty. Um, it's not like a lot of the uh, the hooch that you've encountered in your wanderings through villages and uh, nigh abandoned settlements in your travels. This is actually probably the finest alcohol you've ever had. I believe it. <laughs> uh, the rest of you slowly are beginning to awaken uh, by either the light of the sun kind of pouring in through the, uh, the portholes or through the rustling of the, uh, the crew members. It's kind of up and starting to get, you know, not as rowdy as they were last night, but, you know, very much like, all right, we're going ah, to do a thing. Ah, I got to go down and get some from the... Oh, I hope she's made some eggs this morning. Oh, oh I had some eggs. I had some toast. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Uh, you're starting to kind of already start to smell the, uh, the aroma of hash and eggs and kind of cornbreads and toast kind of wafting up from the galley. And uh, uh, that begins to kind of alert your senses a bit and kind of start to wake you up a bit more. And you smell coffee. And <laughs> that kind of perks you up even more so. Osmo, you're a bit more sluggish. <laughs> Having spent more of your night kind of up and about and... Uh, Partying with the uh, with your with your shipmates there, uh, but you do arise and uh, join your teammates as you all kind of shamble uh, in various states of uh, of awakeness <laughs> to the to the galley uh, and partake of. The breakfast to be had. No! Oh! The cook just kind of, oh, look at all of you. You survived. Oh, wait. And you, you notice that Tristana is not joining you. And uh, you see a, uh, a young elf kind of, kind of very hastily kind of walking towards you. Um, well, uh, who's leading your group? Which one of you? Oh, that would be <laughs> Lucius. If there's bad news, <laughs> don't hesitate. Uh, all right. Well, your, uh, your compatriot, Miss, Miss, Miss Clawborn, has, uh, has been taken with quite the... Uh, Seasickness. Uh, we we tend to call it sea fever out here, and uh, she's uh, she'll she'll be fine eventually, but um, for the time being, I'm recommending as uh, as as her medic. I'm gonna go ahead and recommend that she stay in bed for the duration of the trip, as she is 
vomiting pretty profusely, oh. and uh, it's not a pretty sight. And you definitely don't want that around the other crew members, because, I mean, some of them, that kind of thing can be contagious. Someone vomits, and then everyone vomits. Yes. And that's a thing that nobody wants to clean up. Trust me, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yes, yes, this is, this is very true. I would say that's fair. Um, yes, as you deem best. So we, we, I've, I've treated her with a, a bit of a sedative. Uh, it's calmed her down for the most part. So uh, she, she may be slumbering quite a bit. Um, unfortunately, with, with this kind of sedative, it does not uh, leave its users in the best of dispositions <laughs> when they are awakened. Uh, so that's something to uh, to look forward to. Oh, this is normal for Mistress. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did seem to curse a lot at my general person as she vomited profusely into the bucket. Um, so if that's something that you're all used to and ready for, then yeah. Sure. Well, did she curse? Like, say curse words or curse or like lay a curse on them? No, there were words that were unsavory for young ears. Oh. And for some older ears. <laughs> and for my ears. <laughs> it was, uh. Ah, she's. She's been through some shit, apparently. Because <laughs> yeah. no one I know at that, for, for someone that young should know that many words and how to string them in such a way as to, ooh, sharp tongue that one has, let's just say that. Let's just, <laughs> just, let's just put it there. But uh, I just wanted to give you that information. Uh, you know what was going on, I wanted to be transparent. And uh, so yeah, you guys enjoy the rest of your trip. And uh, if you need me for anything, I'm around. Oh, thing. Thank you for the concern. Of course, of course. And he uh, takes, walks over to the uh, to the cook. And he's like, "Can I, can I, can I get a strong one, please?" And it's like, "You want your usual?" And he's, oh, "I think I'll take a double, please." <laughs> you see her pour him a uh, a mug of you know, the deepest black coffee you've ever seen. And then a couple of shots of a liquor you've never seen before. Uh, it is red in color. Two shots into the mug. She kind of swirls it about a little bit. Bah, slams it onto the counter in front of him. The medic takes it. Takes a good long whiff of it. Oh, I feel better already. It just takes a long, hard swig. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> oh, I need that. I'm just going to take this with me. I'll bring you the cup back, okay? She's like, keep the cup, Diddy. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. He walks out of the, the galley. So as the day goes on, uh, you all find yourselves uh, above deck, kind of looking out into the, uh, the sea. And uh, you guys are moving fairly quickly. 
for what is a, a long journey. Uh, the captain, uh, Alcimo, you notice, kind of walks up to you and the rest of you all are, are happen to be sitting together, uh, eating of sandwiches and jerky and things. And the captain goes, well, we're about to reach the stage in our trip where uh, things get a little more interesting. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask that you all uh, remain seated for the next minute or so, and uh, or 20 minutes actually, and we'll kind of, you'll, you'll understand. Ozma, you know what's about to happen. You are, this is just, again, the, the ship type is way too familiar. You. You've done this a million times, and you're immediately just, yeah. I look to the rest of you and uh, kind of glance both directions, my hands down next to me and go, all right, guys, as a wise man once said, hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> the captain, you watch as the captain moves over to the wheel again, and he kind of, you know, moving the wheel back and forth, get it, getting it steady. And when he's got it to a nice, like, even position, he shouts out to the crew, all right, men, prepare for, prepare for configuration two on my mark. And the crew all move into position, many of them holding on to the rigging, uh, a lot of them holding on to uh, kind of railings. Uh, side of the ship and they all kind of silently await and acknowledge captain's next orders and goes my mark counting down in five four three two initiating configuration two and you see him turn one of the knobs on the wheel and from below deck, from the, the deck, uh, you see a pair of levers slowly emerge along either side of the wheel. Initiating phase two of configuration two in five, four, three, two, and just before he gets to one, you see one of the crew members look over at you all and go, this is my favorite part. <laughs> one <laughs> grabs on to the levers and he pulls down hard. You hear this loud creaking coming from either side of the ship. It's very... <laughs> <laughs> and then the like, like something being released. Um, are any of you uh, sitting at the edge of the uh, near the railing of the ship? Mm, uh, Idris's. <laughs> and the rest of you? I knew better to not do that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so Idris. You see the sides of a couple of panels from the side that you're standing on just completely pop off. 
you would almost expect them to fly off and kind of land into the sea, but they don't. You see them pop and then slowly move outward. And what you see are a pair of new sails begin to unfurl from the side of the ship. Uh, Ozma, as you know, the same thing is happening on the other side. In the rear of the ship, you also hear kind of, it almost to the untrained ear sounds like a tearing of wood and steel. But because, Ozma, you know how old the ship is, you know that, of course, it's going to make that sound. It's old. It's creaky. <laughs> of course. But what it is is actually more of a shifting. And you see the aft side, the aft of the ship, almost slide and extend. And from both the top and bottom of the, the ship, of the, the aft side, aft end, more sail fins kind of extend, almost like, um, I never remember the name of the dinosaur that kind of has like the sail fin, but very much like that. And then you hear the captain go, phase three, configuration two. And then he pull, pushes the levers forward again, and then pulls them each to the opposite sides. And there's a, you see both of those sails rise and then slam down towards the sea as the ship is propelled upwards into the air. Oh, oh. <laughs> Everyone make a dexterity save, except for Ozma. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone except for Lucius kind of stands, remains firm. Lucius, you like just barely avoid falling flat on your face. You catch yourself like at, at the knee Push up as you are. Uh, the sudden movement throws you to the floor. Oh, and I help him up. You hear the strange humming. All of you, uh, Lucius with uh, Lucius and uh, well actually Lucius, Ash and Ozma with your uh, talent for magic, you feel this pull, like almost a, like a, a weird equilibrium, kind of take hold uh, that's coming from the bottom of the ship as the lurching sensation suddenly stops and you're stabilized. And the nose of the ship angles upwards ever so slightly as you ascend into the sky with the sails slowly 
just the, the side sails are slowly flapping, very much like wings. Oh, this ship flies like a great swan. It is beautiful. The captain now back with his hands again on the wheel of the ship leans out towards you. Oh, did I fail to mention that this was an airship? <laughs> yes, and with 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 force runes that dampen the inertia, we cannot even feel the wings flap. It well, is a marvel. It's a it's a it's a combination. He explains uh, of the runes that you, you you mentioned, as well as the fact that we have a living air elemental below deck. Oh. Yes, he just sounds <laughs> like his uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you are very much a scientist about this kind of thing, aren't you? I, it, it is. I, I just, lo I love this. I just love this world so much that I, I, I need to know these things. Have you not lived on Eberron? Are you extra planar? Are you from a different plane? No, I. No, I, no, 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 no. He's just a musician. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He, 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 you, you see Jordy kind of this, this like look of understanding and then this look of just like, ah, uh, artists. <laughs> and he just goes back to flying the ship. All right, well, everyone remain seated for the next few minutes uh, while we attain altitude and, uh, once we, uh, once we're obtained proper stability, you'll be free to move around the ship as normal. <laughs> so uh, after about five or ten minutes, uh, the ship stabilizes, brings itself at a, a decent level, and you find yourselves flying along the clouds and seagulls and hawks and eagles are now even with your flight pattern mm -hmm. and uh you're you enjoy this kind of view for about an hour uh what's everyone's passive perception 16. Mine is not good 12. <laughs> Ten. Oh man. Thirteen. Thirteen. So Ash and Lucius would probably have the highest. Twelve and thirteen or sixteen and thirteen. Okay. Ash, you see this before Lucius does. Uh you guys are looking out into the, the horizon. You notice that there are on the aft, on the uh, starboard side of the ship, a group of specks that are that seem to be keeping pace with the ship. They also seem to be getting closer. <clears throat> Do you see those things over there? Off to our right. Fortunately, yes, I. Good catch. 
Any idea what they might be? Well, I doubt it's a welcoming committee. Go ahead and, uh, Lucius, uh, make a perception check. You can see that they have wings. The winged. They don't look like any bird you've ever seen. <clears throat> Everyone, uh, Captain. The Captain looks over. Yes, my, yes, good sir. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> he, the, the Captain follows your fingers and <clears throat> looks out towards the horizon and then sees the uh, sees the dots as they grow bigger in size as they grow closer to the ship. And it takes him a moment, and then his eyes grow wide and you hear him whisper, Fuck. Fucking harpies. <clears throat> he calls out to everyone on the ship. Everyone, brace yourselves. We've got incoming. I'd like everyone to roll for initiative, please. Oh. Huh. Do a good one. Yes. I have gotten good initiative for every fight we've had. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> This one is right, different. You guys can clear a space there for me. Oh. Not fantastic. <laughs> Just happened, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we did just in fact break into the Pokemon theme song. 
I don't know what they are, but I suddenly have an incredible urge to buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is only the beginning. <laughs> this is, that's how it starts. Alrighty. So. Where's the initiative on these lockers? Okay. No, no, I've got, I've got the other birds. I still need them all. Yeah, I've got them right here. Trying to stack the deck against us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hold on to them? All right. So, uh, start with the monkeys. All right. Starting with uh, jazz. What are you at? I got 20. Ooh. 20. All right. Lucius. 11. Ozma. 6. Mm. <laughs> Idris. 24. Wow. I rolled to not 20. Yeah. <laughs> and Ash. 17. Oh, wow. 17. So. Courtesy of Kevin McLeod. <laughs> the name of this track is We Got Trouble. So you hear Jordy call out, Everyone else here is working the rigging and the ship. I can't help you guys. You're on your own. Get these harpies off of our fucking ship. You got it. I mean, you leave it to us. So, Idris, you're up first. <laughs> so I'm gonna do a Toll the Dead, which I just point at one of them and Toll the Dead. <laughs> and it's a Wisdom 13 check, so if they can pass the 13. Okay. Right, which one are you doing it at? Uh, that one. Which one? Yeah. So number, that's number three. Wisdom check. They're not 20 of that. Ooh. And, and, and uh, would you 
Please come and verify. <laughs> I have not in any way altered the dice. We've got a verification that that is in fact a natural 20. It's a tween, a tween. So what happens upon a fail? Or upon a pass? Wait, if the target is missing any of its... Oh no, it's not missing any of its hit points. So yeah, it doesn't say. Okay. It doesn't say what happens if you if succeed. I, if I succeed, well, if, if I succeed, wait, yeah. You point at one creature and you can see within range and the sound it bells fills the air around it. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or it takes... Oh yeah, take 1d8 necro damage. Okay. So, succeed, so it's, it's, it's succeeded, I'm assuming it doesn't take any damage. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Alright, uh, is that all you do? Yeah, that's all I do. Alright. Uh, Jazz, you're up next. Hmm. Ooh. You know, I've never, I've heard much of harpies, I've never actually encountered them. And you can see him almost want to reach for his, you know, journal. <laughs> but instead, he pulls out a uh, throwing hammer of pure force, and he does homing missile. Okay. And is that against its AC? I'm assuming that's against their AC. Yeah. At which, uh, at which one? Let me... Hmm. Pidgeot. So number five. Seventeen. Five. Seventeen, that's gonna hit. 1d8 force damage. Oh yeah, and no. with with that though, be, because and I ask this because this is is it, it is cheap. It's because it's homing. It gives you advantage on the attack every time, which would make it be sneak attack every time. Oh shit! But yeah, like I said, it's cheap. So I don't know how you want to balance it, but it could. I would use balance. Balancing. I would balance that by it being the first attack, mm -hmm. and after it, they know it's going to home them. This time it's a sneak attack, and the next mm -hmm. time after that it's not going to be sneak attack. Okay, okay, that's that's good. That makes a lot of sense. So, that's at number five. Yeah. Eleven damage. Eleven damage. All right. So, whoops, hang on. Okay, so 
Alright, sorry about that guys. We had a bit of technical difficulty where um, about five or ten minutes of that battle uh, of the battle was lost, but we're still in the beginning stages of it, so it doesn't matter. We're just going to keep going right along. Um, so we were at uh, just tried to attack you and ten, so that missed you. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and make its second attack, the club attack. And that is going to be 17 against your AC. Right on the button. All right. And then you guys are like, like, well, you can't. But you're like, 17? But then you can't, you know. But he can just, and you get to see, like, oh, yes, I've never had my breastplate on. Yeah, we always got the tact. And now I have my own rod. <laughs> <laughs> and that does two damage. It pretty much like hits you like mm-hmm. just across your shoulder. <laughs> oh, ow! Like, it was like a headbutt or something. Oh, well, it was a, a fist. Mm. It's like punched you. Like, I wanna punch you, you <laughs> motherfucker! You. One, two, five, ten. That reminds me of a horribly okay. racist part from okay. Casino. Right here. Wow, um, this, uh, this is a Joe Pesci. Yep, <laughs> yep. And he's like, you blink, mother blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker, you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, My dad always had a pitch for, you know, the greatest compilation VHS that was ever sold. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci must die. And it's just all of the clips from various movies of Joe Pesci getting, getting, getting killed. killed. <laughs> yeah. Like, get, yeah, I'd watch it. Did he get beaten in the head with the baseball bat in that one? In Casino? Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. Or in the cornfield or something? Yeah, it was cornfield. Yeah, out in the desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. Out in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Harpy number five. You see it kind of fly over, and it can't quite get to anyone. So you see it rear back, and it just starts to sing its luring song. Everyone, make a wisdom save. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll do wisdom. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's kind of a general failing of our party. <laughs> <laughs> Please survive. Oh, wow, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, me too. 14 for you, 14 for you. 16. 18. 14 plus 0. And Ash? 11. Yeah, 16 plus 0. Oh my god, you all have passed the saving throw. <laughs> uh, you wow. succeed. It's little to no sense, but I'm in it. I rolled really well. The. Ash just barely. The DC was eleven. <laughs> oh, what a terrible voice! You see, I grew up with my mother, and her beautiful. So that ends that one's turn, and so this one is going to go five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, right there, and it's going to go ahead and sing and sing since its brother did not. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and make another saving throw, you guys. Survive, please. Big man, big man, you know whammy. Right on the edge, but 11. Nice. Caught. Six. So six for you. 
11 for you, Ozma. Oof. Idris? 15. Sash. Okay, so. You're beguiled. Uh, everyone but Lucius and Idris, you are charmed. Oh no. Ooh, we're trapped. Uh, just can't stop staring at the scary boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. For those, me. for those of you, for those of you that are more than five similarly. feet away, what are those machines? Those little oh, yeah, office those little, room little machines. <laughs> for those of you that are more than five feet away from this particular harpy, you have to on your turn until you save out. You have to move in the direction of that harpy. Oh no! So that's me. Lucius. Lucius. No, Lucius saved that. So no. Lucius oh. Me, me, oh. me, you, uh -oh. and Ash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys are gonna bring out this, the... Kill it! So... Fang course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ash, it's your turn. So we have to... How, much, how many steps do you have to move? At least five feet? It has to be one, at least, least five step. feet away from the high mm, man. At least one. So what happens if you, you can't, can't move? Do you take damage many? if you can't move? Um, you know, it does not say. Are you like physically compelled to where you like you'll trip over stuff on the way there and fall down? Basically. Mm -hmm. So I have to make a saving throw. You have to make throw. a saving throw. I want to say at the end of your turn. End? Okay. Hmm. So you have to do it. You have to, you have to try to move. Say so I have to move first. At, no matter what, you have to end in one feet. One square over. So this is where you are. You have to at least be and you are engaged with the target, and that does not make you immune to opportunity attacks. Oh, it's behind you. Yep. Yeah. So it's gonna make you get hit. It's a good ability. There's something like that called booming blade or something else. So lightning lord. Can I cast bark skin on myself first? Um. Let me see what the rules for Charmed are real quick here. You know what? You can cast that on yourself. All right, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> how does bark? How does bark skin work again? Because they they just changed a lot of the, the rules for like some of the AC arm, like from the for AC. It says that your AC can't be lower than 16. Mm. Which so is good. Mine's at 11, so I'm assuming it gets raised to 16. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. Which is which is good. You know, I imagine you had a a shield like you baked like worked your way at the 16 with yeah. a shield now you don't need it yeah so you're buck skinned so your ac is at 16 now and so before you make your move or as you're moving uh that is going to make its opportunity attack which is unfortunately going to be a multi-attack so 
Starts attack with claws. That's what that is. It's multi attack. And it fails. That was a critical wow. fail. Oh, <laughs> so yay. it slashes nice. and almost falls over, but instead attacks itself. <laughs> and misses. Oh. <laughs> it can't even it can't even hurt itself apparently. So it, it's gonna it's that same hand it's gonna clench into a fist and just swipe at you. Twenty. Uh, Not a natural twenty, but twenty total. Sixteen. So yeah, that's gonna hit you. And that's gonna do five bludgeoning damage. And so you, you want to, as you go ahead and move your person now. You're going to have to try to okay. find a way. So I have to move towards, towards the, the, the torture. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he got char- everyone got charmed by a torchic. Let, let, let this be known. <laughs> so as long as it's, it's so going cute. towards it, it's still fine? Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. So I can go like One step. right, right there. It's so cute. Or does it have to be there? Right there. That's closer to. That's it. closer to it. As close as you can get to it, in your move. Also, you have to go as close as you. You might be able to zigzag up until. Yeah. You, right. So wouldn't it be five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty? Like yeah, up to there. That's about right. That would work. And I go ahead and idea. make your wisdom save to save out of that effect. Well, natural one. Oof. Plus three. Yeah, you're still charmed. Yeah. All right. Lucius, you're up. Uh, I am... <laughs> far down are you at this point? Is that 14 in total? Are you holding up okay hit point-wise? Um, I'm at 19. Oh, okay. Okay, it's fine. Sorry. I'm a sorcerer. I've been less than half my life. Yeah. Um, okay, I am going to, uh, nuke the one that's singing, and... Oh, that's a good idea. Get him out of this so I am going to uh, burn a sorcerer's point and use twin spell. Ooh. And I am going twin to spell. hit him with uh, two chromatic, no, excuse that, uh, two guiding bolts. Um, How does guiding bolt work? I'm sorcerer. No, it's. I'm pretty sure that uh, wizards have it as well. What level spell is that? First. Uh. It's an evocation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, range spell attack. Uh, it's plus six to hit for me. 
Um, on a hit, the target takes 46 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against the target has advantage thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. So, oh, it's kind of like a fairy fire, or a, what was that glitter? What was the one? Glitter, glitter blast, glitter, glitter, glitter bl- uh, bomb. Yeah, mixed with like a like a scorching ray kind of. Little bit. Cool. So Ooh. the first one is a seventeen hit. Uh, versus its AC. Uh, ranged. Yeah. Ranged spell attack. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Okay. Hit him up in his grip. Uh, 17 damage. Alright. So that is... Radiant. So yeah, that... It, it, the, this, uh... Uh-oh. The blast smacks against the harpy. You see feathers fly and weird, glistening, glittery substance kind of fly. <laughs> and it just kind of falters in the air, but it's still up. It's still flying. And then, uh, when you have advantage, that's essentially two Roll twice, and then, yeah. That's fine. Also, then you get to use it, and then it confers advantage uh, on the twin spell. Exactly. Uh, that's, cool. that's cool. Uh, 16. That's a hit. Cool. For how long does it does the advantage last now, now that you've done it twice? So does advantage, like, last for two turns now? Or is it going to be just for the it's next It's just turn? the next, well, now that it's... It's not as the same attack that's been rolled. It's whoever hits it next. Yep. Gets advantage. And that's a uh, 15. 15? Okay. Right. So, you, who's, who, who is next? Oh, yeah. Oh, like so, that means... So, that yeah, like next six. one... I rolled like six. Hits some <laughs> square in the face. So you're like, and you see <laughs> blood <laughs> and viscera just like... <laughs> It's still up. It's sta- its flight is staggered, but it's up and it's it just doesn't look good. It's a painful messed up. Oh yeah. Face. So it is now Ozma's turn. Oh, is it really? Yep. Yep. It has it's it's conferring automatic or advantage right now because of Luke. Which one? The torch. Portrait. That's the one singing. The, the charmed one? She can't attack the charmed one. I can't attack the charmed one because Because you're charmed by it. Oh. Yeah. I have to, the only way I can get, I just have to do a saving throw for it. What about a cone? Oh, my bad. Like a cone you put on one and it enveloped it as well. I have something like that, but it doesn't reach right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna do my best to crowd control what we got right now. That's probably a good uh, your best bet. Yeah. Let me, let me open my spell app. <laughs> That's good. I have a new phone that has more than eight gigs of eight gigs of memory now. Nah. Spell, I can have apps. Apps, yeah, I can. Apps I can. Are good. My, I need to do that. Yeah, so me too. Like, I have like half of a of a Dragon Ball oh. Z game. <laughs> <laughs> it has like six gigs. <laughs> for its space. I like kind of went overboard. It's 128 gigs. I'm not mm-hmm. ever going to go that up, but I'm going to try. All right, all right. Um, I'm going to burn, burn a wizard point, and I'm going right. to cast Thunder Wave. Ooh. 
So um, that's within a 15-foot cube originating mm. around me. Um, all the harpies, and I believe it's blue guy, mm -hmm. um, the black one over there by Lucius, and Zapdos. Um, they need to do a constitution saving throw. Okay. And then on a failed save, I get to roll 2d8 thunder damage, and they're pushed 10 feet back. Nice. All right. So we're going to start with uh, Golduck. It's a constitution saving throw, you said? Yeah, constitution saving throw. Uh, what's the spell, DC? Um, Locon, Locon, Locon. What, what, what? Sorry. What's your spell save? Dang it. Dang it, where'd I put my stuff? Aha. It's eight plus your mod plus your prop. Well, I can almost guarantee you, I can guarantee you that that first one made it because mm. it rolled a nat 20. Mm. Ooh. So eight so, plus my modifier. I hear no thunder. Which, which modifier? Um, intelligence. Okay. It will be Nine. on your spell page. It'll be 11. So that's going to be your spell save. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, there it is. you okay. got it right. It was 11. I was like, cool, I did the math You on that. did the math. <laughs> and I actually did it right? Math, boys and girls. Math. Here, here's a situation where that math will become useful. <laughs> okay. D&D. Here's the cool thing about this spell. On a successful save, that creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. So okay. it's still going to get damaged, but it's not going to get pushed back. Cool. Roll damage on that one, then. All right. Domage. Is 3d6? Uh, 2d8. 2d8. In that case, Which should is... I just roll 1d8? No, roll both the d8 uh, plus the modifier and then cut that in half. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. And that's still the spell. That's still the uh, intelligence, intelligence modifier. modifier. Cool. So that's 16. Eight damage. Eight damage? Alright. Nice. Good chunk. Nice chunk. Good chunk for a miss. It takes the, the, the damage and. <laughs> 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 Very much a confused, questioning look in its face. So the second one will then make its saving throw. Let's see, or we'll we'll throw to saving throw, and that's going to be a thirteen. So it makes its saving throw. Go ahead and roll damage and do half. If it's if, if it's uh if I've got halves, do I round up or do I round down? Um, round down. Okay. That would be uh eight damage again. Eight damage. All right. That would also kind of takes it about takes the damage and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when they're not singing, they, they sound terrible. It's, 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 it's quite fucked up. Um, and which was the other one that you were? I'm pretty, Zapdos. Zapdos again. I suck at Pokemon. It's the little yellow one. Gotcha. All right. Saving throw. So that is number four. 
It just makes it with 11. Ah, uh, that's okay. That's why I like this because I still get to hurt them. Yep. Gotcha. And then once I get less, less squishy, squishy squat. Squishy squat. Squishy squat. Squishy, you are the best. Better than all of this. That's a uh, four damage. Four wait, damage. Wait, wait. Yeah, it is four damage because it's gonna get run down and what? All right. Mm-hmm. So it takes the damage and it kind of brushes itself off <laughs> with, with his wingtips and <laughs> lest we forget this there's one more effect to this spell and that there is a sp- the spell emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet oh, but there's more harpies oh, screw yeah Let's hope there's so more yeah there's this loud <laughs> And the, that seems to be what happens. So, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, Idris. Oh, do I have to move up to the... Oh, yes, oh, you yeah, do. Because I'm charmed. Yes, you do. You're charmed. So. Charmed, you're sure. So you just move as close as you can with your movement speed? Yeah. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Ugh. Get up there. All right. And then make your saving throw. And that's with the d20, right? That's the d20, yeah. Come on. Come on. What'd you get? Oh. Still charmed. Oh. Uh, All those good throws. You made some great throws. I made some, and then I... Then, then, then one. Then the one. Then the one. God, God, hell. Mm. All right, Idris. It's up to you, man. I know. <laughs> what you gonna do? I'm gonna face step. Because if I face step, does that uh, create an opportunity? No. Attack? Yeah. So I'm gonna face step just over here. That's a short face step. I know, I know. <laughs> And then I'm gonna do protection, protection of good and evil, or over good and evil. Okay. And I'm gonna touch Ash. So that Ash is gonna help you out. What does that do for so, Ash exactly? What it will do is until the let's see. So I'm guessing these are fiends type, or what no. are what are harpies? They are fiends. monstrosities. Oh, monstrosities. Okay. Well, that one. okay. So, this uh, protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types, or wait, types have. All right, they're gonna have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. Target also can't. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait no, wait. So, Let me see. Yeah, it, it only affects aberrations, celestials, elementals, space, yeah. fiends. So and these undead. aren't any of them. Those aren't any of those things. Dang. Because it was gonna help against charm stuff. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. So I, I, I will say that you take that back and yeah, you don't do that thanks. thing. <laughs> Man, I was really hoping that I could help you guys out more. But looks like you guys are just... Uh, you can't finish it off? The Charmed Bird? Which one's... Oh, yeah, the Charmed Bird. Oh, wait, you're, you're, you're attacked. I mean, you're Charmed too. No, I'm not, not Charmed. Oh, he's not Charmed at all. Okay. Yeah, I would try to attack the bird. Yeah, I'm going to attack the, the Charmed Bird. 
with a, uh, it's got to work sometimes. So I'm going to try the, uh, the Toll the Dead on the, the Charmed one. The Charmed Okay. I'm going to point at it, and it has to save 13 wisdom. All right. Go ahead and 13 wisdom, you said? Yes. It rolled a one. <laughs> yes. 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 Finally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was 20. And so, I'm gonna do 1d12. This is a 10. The 12 looks like a 20, but it's not. Yeah, I don't have a 12. Let me use your 12. Please use my 12. So that's seven damage, necrotic damage. You point at the harpy while it's still singing, Mm -hmm. and you see feathers start to fall off of it, and then you see flesh start to fall off of it, and then you see muscle, and then there's nothing but bone, and then it dies. Yay! Good job, team. Go, team! And then, like, we all, like, shake our heads. You're still considered charmed. You still have to save out of it, but now you all have an advantage. Okay, okay. Okay. Because it's not singing anymore. What about the movement? Actually, no, I'm sorry. The song's ends. song's ended. So, yeah, no, you guys aren't charmed anymore. Yay! And then I'm going to use an action surge, and then I'm going to take my staff with both hands and smash this one over the head. Number three? All right. Number three. Okay. That just hits it. Oh, wow. Awesome. Roll damage. And that beautiful bean footage. Yes. Uh, 12 damage. 12 damage. Nice. That is number three. So. Nice. All right. So you smack the harpy upside the head. Uh, crack it like just at the temple. It shakes it off. It's still kind of flying. A little bit dizzy, but still flying. And does that end your turn? Yep, that ends my turn. All right. Jazz. Now that you are in charge, <laughs> you can actually do stuff. Uh, take out two points, of, uh, two gadget parts, and I whip up that hook shot again. Okay. And I point it out the gold deck, and I shoot him with it. <laughs> okay. Make your attack roll versus his AC. What did you roll? That's going to be. Let me see. Well, it's a ranged. Yeah, I'd do a ranged attack. That's going to be a nine. Oh, yeah, that misses. So you shoot your hook shot at it, the gold duck, or (laughs) the harpy, in the shape, taking the shape of a gold duck for this turn. Uh, Kind of sees it, 
flaps off to the side a little bit and then flaps back as the thing passes it. Uh, it looks it looks at the, the, the shot as it passes. <laughs> and he's like, dang it. Well then I guess he will hmm. Then he'll just run Oh nope, he's still he's still he can't move. Dang I, I thought he died, but no, never mind. Yeah. Zapdos. Yeah, Zapdos is still very much alive. I should've I should have hit him. I didn't think I thought he was gone. Oh well. Freaking I guess he'll just He'll just stick around and stay there. Alright. Okay. Um yeah. Is that what you got? Oh no, yeah, he's done. Yeah. Okay. The harpies are at it again. So Golduck is going to move to the other side of uh, Lucius. And he is going to try to sneak attack with a claw attack. And he fails that miserably. He rolled a one. That's what happens when I try to do something ridiculous and try to be sneaky. So instead, he's going to try a club attack. It's not going to be a sneak attack. We already suspended that. And he is going to roll a 10 to hit. Not gonna get it. He punches at you. And you just kind of lean back <laughs> just enough to where it just barely misses you. It's Bootsy, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, yeah, baby. I was just thinking I was just thinking about that character. <laughs> the uh for for all of you listening, uh and the campaign I ran that uh, both Luke and Lammy were a part of. They faced oh, yeah. a oh yeah, and Caleb, uh, they faced off against a horde of undead skeletons. Mm-hmm. Weren't you above on, on a ship at that point as well? Yeah. Yes. Actually. Uh, and uh, <laughs> their leader was ships. decked out in like colorful ribbons and feathers. And so I gave him Bootsy Collins' voice. Oh, yeah, baby. We're on Get that motherfucker. Oh. And they then proceeded to murder Bootsy Skeleton. Yeah, Bootsy, yeah. I'd rather be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that one misses you, too. Um, man. So number two is going to take a shot at you. Uh, you know what's there, so it can't make a sneak attack. Oh. That one's going to be a 14 to hit. That will hit. All righty. So take... Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Take four damage. Then it will follow up with a punch to the face. Which is going to be a 19 to hit. That will definitely hit. No! Which is going to be a 5 damage to the face. 
So it claws at you, gets you square in the chest. And then with the same hand, in kind of a similar motion, it just balls its fist and backhands you right in the face. You might have to drink the potion. Oh, there's going to be some there's going to be some healing stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need some healing. Um so number 3 is actually going to go ahead uh since it's it smells old man meat. Hmm. It's going to go ahead and attack Idris. Old man meat. Ah, man meat. Ah. <laughs> man flesh. Bad flesh. Oh, it's man flesh. I can smell it. I can. <laughs> 13 to hit. That's a miss. So it slashes at you, and you just kind of lift up your shield, and the claws just kind of against the shield. Ting. More, no, it's more of a because it's the arcane shield, uh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So it's a so it sparks and kind of glows a bit. Mm. Like in the power, Remember the power rangers, mm. whenever they would get hit, just <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! such a weird show. <laughs> Um, and then it's going to go right into a club attack at you. And that's going to miss too, because that would have been a 11. So it then tries to punch you, hits the shield again, and just <laughs> rebounds. And just barely misses itself in the face. And that's the end of its turn. Um, let's see... Number four, Ash, it's coming at you. Well, actually, you know what? First attack goes at Ash with a claw attack at 16 to hit. 16's AC. So it just hits you. And so you are going to take... uh, You're going to take six damage. Ah, where where are you at now? 13. You're still oh, not terrible. He still got life, but. <laughs> and then it it claws at uh, it, it claws ac- across uh, Ash's chest, and in the process, it spins mm. and clenches its fist and uses that momentum mm. to try and punch you, Jazz. <gasps> How dare you! It uses its momentum. <laughs> it's gonna be a fifteen to hit. No heat on me. So as it, it misjudges its own momentum and just, uh, <laughs> and actually I'm gonna, because of that, roll that. Okay, it does keep itself in the air. Because with that it should have, it would have spun itself out, but it manages to catch its balance. Um, number five, is he coming at Ozma? The Pidgeot. With some claws. With some claws. Kidnap the Sandy Claws. Pigeons. <laughs> 14. That's a hit. All right. You shall take what two damage. Need? Two damage. What, what so it just. 12. So it just. Do you have any armor on? 
Um, you need to cast major armor, don't you? I, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Try yeah. to pop it whenever you get up. You can now. It takes ten minutes. Okay, so like first, that, uh, first go. Yeah, whenever yeah. you get up, try to pop it because okay. that's that's what I had to do too. Because I was like, man, I'm gonna. It's a concentration it. spell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it concentration? Yep. So then you have to hold it too. Yeah. So you have to cast. It takes a long. Well, time the to the way that I would see that is that it would cast immediately. But you can only concentrate on it for ten minutes before it dissipates. Oh, okay. Okay. Alright. So she can still pop it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it the first time around, but I'm like, ah, oh, I really I don't know if I'm gonna have them all around me, so I'm gonna try and yeah, mess you're, up the world up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. That's 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 fine. It's, that's what being a rogue is, is risking and reward. You yeah. It's gonna happen to you. And, then but, and I'm like super rogue. I'm I'm not balanced at all. Well, that's story. fine. No, no, I want, I want to do it. I want to see how to be the rogiest rogue. I could be roguing. Yeah. Rogue that rogue. Eventually. Rogue I that mean, beautiful rogue footage. I have a footage. plus seven to persuasion. That's insane. I don't yeah. need that. Eventually, I have it, though. Eventually, I mean, you might be unhittable. You have, a, you have cunning action yet? Um, no, yeah. I, I get that um, level three rogue. Nice. So it claws against you and like just catches you on the shoulder. Uh, not your pauldron, but the other shoulder. The other shoulder. The other shoulder. Just grazes you a bit. And then it's gonna see how little of its flesh it has. And then it's just gonna rear back, come at you with a punch. You stupid beast. Kind of makes a, uh, kind of a Bruce Lee. And it misses. <laughs> it rolled a three. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you're still relatively undamaged. Yes. I'm very undamaged. I've only taken two damage. And that is the end of the Harpy's turns. Uh, Ash, you're up next. Ash is clay. She's doing last minute research. Might be a time to transform. And turn into your Megazord. Transform into a deer. A deer. Transform into a deer. Into a deer. Into a deer. <laughs> a sea deer. <laughs> What's a sea deer? <laughs> no one knows. We know what a sea cow is. I was saying, yeah, there should be some sort of sea deer. A seahorse. A seahorse. Yeah, what was the sea deer equivalent? A dolphin. A dolphin. Yeah, that's a dolphin. Good. Yeah, I can see that. There's similar grace. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, it's a little after midnight right now. <laughs> this, this conversation's going the direction it's going. Yes. <laughs> we have now approached Sea Dolphin. Yeah, the Sea Dolphin. The Sea Dolphin. The Sea Dolphin. Oh my god, I'm doing it too now. <laughs> Alright, have a little. Oh, yeah. I'm not excited. <laughs> Just wanted to be a dolphin that just has a jersey on that just says like C's. C's. Or something. That's when I realized I'm white <laughs> <laughs> and 35. Oh, oh shit! Hey, what is that from? It was it from? It's Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, oh, is that? Oh yeah, the guy that is that the what you go Great. Super Saiyan Goku? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Looks like Ash is still doing research. Uh, hmm. I got heels coming your way. I can do heels as 
well. He's got so many heels, there's heels in his heels. Mm. That's a lot the of healiest heel that ever healed. <laughs> heels don't heal. No, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. Especially not the Rand Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> I bet you want a health potion right now. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to drink it all for myself. I was like, ah! I was like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You have to get the head. The head, yeah. Who's <laughs> 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 rises to the top? <laughs> 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 what else was a good? Was um, The Rock I considered a heel? He was briefly. The Rock was brilliant as a heel for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh, and then he got too popular because he was just too good at shit talking. Yeah. And then he started getting roles in Hollywood and came back as like the guy too famous to be here doing this shit anymore. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the best. Mm. What, what about, is, is Stone Cold considered a heel? Stone Cold had a heel run that never really worked. Yeah. Mm. He was too likable. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is the most damaged so far? Uh, the most damaged is number five. This Which Pidgeot. is Pidgeot, yeah. Okay. Alright, um, let's see. I guess I'll do an Eldritch Blast against that guy. Against Pidgeot, yeah. number five. Alright, shoot your shot. That's 1d10. Is that an instantaneous hit? I think so. <laughs> Is that a spell attack? Nice. Instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, zero. That's a ten. That's a ten. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes ten force damage. Uh, does anything else happen as a result of that, or is that it? Oh, just glass. That's, that's, one that's of the it. Effects, I mean. Okay. So, that is number five. It takes the ten. Puts it on his skin, or else it gets the blast again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you shoot your Eldritch Blast at it, just kind of reach your hand out, or your staff out. <laughs> it smacks the, the, the thing in the chest. Feathers fly all over the place, and it looks... Just annoyed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nothing else happens. All right. Is that the? Uh, do you have anything else you want to do there? No, I don't think so. All right. Then Lucius. Uh, can I cast a spell and consume one of the potions in the same turn? Um. Let's see how that works. Well, if your spell, what kind of action is it? I think drinking a potion is a move. Yeah, exactly you would cast that as a move action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to down one of the regular potions myself. Okay. Uh, what's the? So the potion of the potion of regular healing. Yeah, the regular. That's uh, a two d four plus two. Yeah, we do have six of each because we never use the last ones. Didn't we? We've we've only got three of the. For real hyper good ones. Oh, okay. But we've got six of the, yeah, six the low test. We didn't use them last time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 2d4 two two. plus 2. Look. So, 
three, five, uh, seven back to me. Stay alive. Stay alive. Now you can tell by the way I roll my dice of the healing man. Uh, and then I'm going to cast uh, the bargees. <laughs> the bargees. Uh, and then I'm going to cast. It's going to make bard man jokes uh, this, entire, this entire campaign. Level one uh, cure wounds on both of you guys. Uh, and that's D8 plus ability modifier. Uh, let me double check that. So cure wounds, you said? Yeah. One D eight plus your spell casting ability modifier. So it's charisma in my case. So yeah, plus four level. Yeah. Uh, so ten, ten points back to you. Ten points back to you. Oh, wow. Nice. Wow. Big so you. That's big heal. You was reaching out and touching. And getting stuff done. Getting stuff done. Touched him like a Pentecostal preacher. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, can, you, <laughs> can, you, can you show me on the doll where he touched you and healed you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him sexual healing? When they take a half his beat. Bard and gay. Bard. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die. And that's it. I'm I'm tapped. All right, Ozma, you are up. All right. I back back into alignment here. Crack. Oh. Crack. Let's see. I chose what I wanted to do so long ago. I forgot what I wanted to do. Um, this guy right here? Yeah, number five. Gonna shock and grasp him. Ooh. Mm, that's a good spell. Shock that bird right out of the sky. <laughs> shock that motherfucker. <clears throat> shock that motherfucker. All right. So yeah, go ahead and roll your spell attack. All right. Handy. Mm-hmm. 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 Unfortunately, it's a harpy. So it's not wearing armor. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a harpy. That'd be a zowzian. Yeah. Somebody sent that harpy. Oh, mm. Jesus Christ Almighty. Four. Oh, Dang. yeah. Whoa, wait, wait, which one? It's Pidgeot? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. No, he knows I'm there, though. Yeah. Well, well I, thought, I thought you still get a uh, sneak attack as long as you have uh, a conscious ally within uh, threatening the other one. But it wouldn't work on that one. Not on that no, one. No, no. If, if, yeah. if I was attacking Zapdos. Yeah, that'd be different. But Zapdos is actually not, like, right next to me. He's, like, two, he's ten feet away from me. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, it has to be within... Shock and Grapple has to be within touch range. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, can't, I can't see him anymore. You, you reach really out to the Harpy. 
and you, you try to channel the electricity, but you just get a fizzle of sparks. Uh, you, 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 you pretty much turned into Jubilee at that point. Yeah. Also, you did you did catch him, but you didn't get anything out of it. You didn't get anything out of it. I would suck. Your magic just didn't work. <laughs> it's like, that, is that all you hey, do? Hey, it or? happens sometimes, okay? It's something to be ashamed about. Happens to everybody. Happens that, I've this has never happened to me before. The captain is there at his, at his, uh, at his wheel. No, it doesn't! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, that was a cantrip, so I can still stabby stabby. Yes, you can. I'm still stabby stabby. Stabby stabby stabby. Um, and can I stabby stabby or can I move and stabby stabby? You can do either. You haven't used your move yet. Alright, well, I'm gonna move here. Mine's Zapdos. Yep. And, he, and I'm gonna sneak attack him. Nice. It's a 1d6. And you're still within. Threatening range of the other one so you don't take a taco of opportunity. Which is nice. Which is which is nice. Which is nice. It's nice. They have multi attack. What? What'd you roll? For for what? For the sneak attack. Did you, did you oh, already hit him? Uh no. Oh you gotta hit him first. Oh. Oh. oh, did you just roll damage? Yeah, I just rolled Yeah, damage. no, roll attack. No, I gotta roll the attack first. <laughs> it's late. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, good. I thought it was five. Fifteen. Wait. That's a what hit. Do I, what do I add to that? I'm losing my mind now. Your dex plus... It's a dex plus the roll? Yeah, well, what kind of weapon you got? Um, dagger? I'm going to have dagger. Yeah. Dex plus your proficiency, which should be two. Yeah. Cool. So those two together. So yeah, the, the, roll, the, the dice roll alone guarantees that hit. So. Okay, cool. I just want to know what the total thing is. I'm still getting the, the stuff down. It's usually yeah. prof and modifier. Proficiency okay. bonus and modifier. Cool. Almost every time. Cool. So yeah, go ahead and roll your sneak attack damage. So that would have been with the prof and the modifier. Not sneak attack. 18. Yeah, it would have been oh, 18. Oh, with, oh, that one. Yeah. Just want to make sure I'm doing... I want to do the math. Right? That's good, that's good. Do the math. Math is fun, baby. Three. Whoa, you gotta still, no, that wasn't it. You gotta do, now you hit him with the dagger, right? Yes. So now you roll dagger damage. So get the oh, one D4. Okay. And that's the D4, right? Yeah. yeah so I would just roll them both at the same time. D4 and D6. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I'll allow it. She's learning. <laughs> Makes for fascinating listening. Oh, yeah. Crappier than it was before. <laughs> so that's number four. How much did you get? Um, I got uh, three. Three? Three damage? Got two and one. All together? Two and one. <laughs> yep. Yikes. Alrighty. So you stab it, but you like stab it kind of on the underside of its wing. And yeah. it's kind of like. <laughs> it's kind of bats your, bats your knife away. Found that happened. I had a great, great battle last last yeah. session. Yeah, you did. And now I'm just you did, performance yeah. anxiety. The pressure's too high. <laughs> too much pressure. Trying to live up their expectation. I know. Idris. Yes. Old man, Idris. <laughs> he takes his staff and he smacks that he one in the head. A good. <laughs> Go away. I wanted to have like one of those cartoon head hit noise, like. Boom, yeah, boom. Boom. 
Ooh, yeah, that's gonna hit. That's 24. That hits, oh, yeah. 24 on you. You go doing. Dang. Seven damage. Seven damage. All right. You smack it in the head. It sees stars for the briefest of moments. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I'll end my turn. All righty. Uh, so Jazz. Oh. He takes his. Well, I'll just use a use a bonus action to return it, return it to my belt. Shot. Yeah, the hook shot. Then he takes his sword up, both hands, and he's gonna come down right on the Zapdos. All right, make your attack. Is it immersion breaking that we keep accidentally referring to them as, po- as Pokemon? Well, they're harpies, really. but they have to be. We have to because he has to keep you know track of it. I'm all. keeping track of it yeah. all. Yeah. Nineteen. Nineteen. That hits. But, uh, 24. 23. 24. I mean. Um. So, both handed. I mean, I get to go ahead and. Roll a ten. Dang it! Okay. Wow. Lowest, almost worst sneak attack. Six damage. <laughs> six damage. Of a D ten though. Oh. Six damage. A D ten and a D six. That's that's Four. rough. And then hmm. So I'll take. Hmm. How could I? How can I get out of the way, but still? Well, no, you don't need me. You have Ash. So then I will, but I'll back there. Then he'll, uh, I'll take, both of them will take attacks of opportunity. And they both yeah. have sneak attack, so they'll both it would not multi-attack, be good. then sneak attack. Yeah. So I will, I guess I'll just move one out to this side. Just to disengage? Yeah. Cool. Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not even disengaged. I'm still in his range, so... Um... No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, but All right. I can't use any cantrips. All my cantrips are ranged. All right, well... Hockby number one. Ah. Having watched uh, Lucius heal itself, has had enough of that shit. <laughs> and is moving forward. And is going to try and claw Jazz in the back. With a seventeen to hit. That's right on the button. All right. Seventeen. There you are. That's what I'm looking for. I want this D four. That is a three damage. Okie doke. Three slashing damage. Because I'm real. And then it's gonna come back and try to smash you with its fist just between your shoulder blades. It's multi attack. And that is. That's gonna be a 12 to hit. No dice. So you take that first. 
slash to the back, and that automatically, like reflexively, you and move, snap, forward, snap forward as it's trying to come at you down mm-hmm. at your back, and it just misses you. Well, see you guys in your back attacks. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up all sneak attacks. So mm-hmm. number two is gonna go ahead and hit Lucius from the side. 13 to hit? No. Oh. Safe and as a babe. Claws at Lucius and just hits nothing but air as he kind of moves away in the ropes, just kind of billow. Its second attack is going to try and punch Lucius in the side of the head. And that's going to be a 14 to hit. That'll hit. All right. Got dragged in. And that is going to be two damage. So you take a, pretty much take a knuckle to the side of the head. And we gotta stop, we gotta try to stop the, we gotta try to tie him up away from the healers. So, hmm. If you two could get out next time you have a chance to move, I would get out. Like double move, like disengage, then run. Or then just, you know, back up. So, cause they're tied up with us. Yeah. Not those two back. Not the Murkrow though. By by uh, by uh, you, Luke. Yeah. So number three is going. It, it, it flaps around a little bit. It sees. It, it, it kind of like makes a face like, oh, that's right. It takes a stick. <laughs> from, that sticks out of its side for some reason. It just, it just had a it <laughs> and it just starts singing. And the lady. Oh damn it! Here it comes again. And the lady. <laughs> make a wisdom saving uh, Do we success? Oh, do we success? Ah, it's a twenty. No, I'll be I'll be alright. I'll be alright. Eighteen for you. Yeah. Nine. Nine for you. Now Nine. I'm really good. Oh, I success as well. So I you succeed, you succeed. I did succeed, but then I honorably failed. Alright. So Ozma and Lucius, you are not charmed. The rest of you, unfortunately. By which one? Are by, by the, number three, the one next to you. Kuno. So you are already within the five feet, so you don't actually have to move or yeah, do anything. I'm already there. Uh, so you gotta take that dude out. Yeah. How's everybody doing hit point-wise? I'm doing good. Hmm, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm at 26. I've only taken five damage. Yeah, Nuke the blue bird it is. All yep. right. Gotta get him out. Get him out. Get him so, out. Make him dead. Zapdos. Or number four, as I'm calling him. Number four. Number four is going to make an attack at uh, Ash. Sees all the skins you're wearing, and he's like, "Ah, animal skins for clothes is murder." (laughs) (laughs) Apparently passionate. Fur is murder. It's apparently passionate (laughs) about its anti-fur advocacy. But not passion is enough. It rolls the two. I bet you eat chicken periods too. So then it's gonna, and it's in its, in its anger, 
in its anger and its frustration, it's just going to try and deck you in the mm -hmm. face. A calm, as they call it. And it's an 18 to hit. Hits. All right. Bonk. Unfortunately, it, in its frustration and just blind rage, it, it does not throw the punch very well. It hits you with a knuckle and only does two damage. <laughs> I'm going to do a hellish rebuke on it. Oh, uh, self reaction. Yeah, level two. Oh, so, well, that would do. Yes. It's a 3d10. Does it have to save? Hmm? I can't remember. Does it, does it need to save or is it just, just so. happens? Yeah, just a retaliation. No. It's okay. Oh, he has to make a dexterity save. Oh, okay. So, what's the the spell save DC? I want to say it is thirteen. Okay, it rolled a seventeen. Damn. So it takes half damage, doesn't it? So five. Five. That's not bad. And that's number. Yeah. So yeah, and it's, the flames all around it, and it fans them away. It's scorched a little bit, but it's, it's not happy. Damn it. Um, so that one, uh, five is going to attack Ozma. With a claw attack. Um, would you like to come and verify this for me, please? Watch your eyes. Is it? Is are are you? It's a nat twenty. Are you? Are you threatened by any of the other allies? Me? Uh, are you threatened by any of the birds' allies? Um. No, because I think Zapdos is engaged with you right now. No. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, no, I'm fine. If they're engaged again, then yeah. So, let's roll that beautiful damage twice. Two. So far, so good. Especially since I'm at full health right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. You take three damage. Okay, not too bad. That's the best crit I could possibly ask for. Yeah. 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 But it's still gonna club again. Make still gonna try and punch you in the face. I mean give you a head punch. There's a one in twenty chance it won't get another nat twenty. <laughs> no, nah, it's like a nineteen out of twenty chance. Yeah. Something like that. Ooh, no, fucking what you it's a it's a thirteen. That's still gonna hit me. Oh. I'm squishy as fuck. That's right, you are squishy. It's squishy as fuck. Squishy that's going to be squishy squad. five damage. All right, so that's uh, eight, eight total. Yeah. Cool. Eight. Okay. Claws at you. Think it, it thought it had a really great hold on you, and then it was oh, right, and then it punches you. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's the end of the harpy's turn. 
Uh, Idris. Idris. So I can't attack the one. Can't attack the one directly in front of you because it is you are it is charming you. I'm gonna do uh, toll the bells or whatever it's called on the Zapdos. I'm gonna point at it. It's uh, 13 to wisdom save. 13 to wisdom save. Okay. Yeah, 13 to wisdom save. It makes it. What happens in a, on a successful save? Nothing. All right. Okay. And then I'm going to fall in love with my heartbeat, so you guys can leave me alone. <laughs> oh, my oh, you have goodness. to walk towards it, don't you? I'm already, oh, he's already there. there. So I'm about to go in for a kiss. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I don't know what happens when I'm this close. Do you do a wisdom save? Oh, say, yeah. Make a oh, save. Yeah, he's just really excited to kiss that heartbeat. He wants to kiss the heartbeat so bad. Uh, three. <laughs> yeah, you can kiss that heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Just, 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 tongue is out. The heartbeat's just sitting there like, yeah, come, come to mama. Uh, jazz. Nope. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. That was the heartbeat that just went. It didn't oh, man. Yeah, no, I did that all wrong. I'm sorry. Um, we'll have to skip you next time. Uh, Ash, you're up. Gonna do uh, Eldric Blast on the Zapdos. All right. Zapdos. Nope. Get that motherfucker. Oh wait, that was that was the ten, was it? Eight. It's an instantaneous. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. So eight. So just eight damage. Mm-hmm. All right. On so Zapdos, that's number. It is not looking good, you guys. Somebody do something! Alright, and are you going to move towards... Oh, no, you're, no, you are charmed. I am charmed, So you must yeah. move towards your, your charmer. Okay, do I move first or do a saving throw? Uh, go ahead and move first and then do the saving throw. Go, if you go here, you won't get hit. That's just one five-foot move within. Okay. Or else Zappos would hit you. And what's about to happen to me is I might even die because I'm going to have to move. So they're both going to get a hit on me and they both have multi-attack and they're both flanking me. So I'm likely to take four dice. Each next turn. <laughs> 18. We'll see. You are uncharmed. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. nice. Good job. By uh, the wisdom. Yes. Uh, Lucius. It's you are all up. Because right, I'm saved by my wings. Make us proud, Lucius. Let's try and nuke another RP. Uh, <laughs> twin spell. Oh, yep. Blast him out of the sky. Big guns coming out. I was going to be like, shout, <laughs> shout. Take butt, kick knees. To number three again. <laughs> what uh, spell are you using? The same one um, using mm-hmm. Guiding Bolt. Guiding Bolt. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the first was an 11 to hit. That's a direct hit. So. Six. 
Which one was it? Articuno. Number three. Number three, and that's how much damage? Fifteen? Fifteen. Woo! You smacked the piss out of that thing, and it did not like it, and it is bleeding all over the place. It is lucky it's still in the air. And mm. I'm going to give one more gear. Same to one more you get advantage on that one too, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. And that'll Same. be a 12. Yep, yeah, that's a hit. Um, there were seven. Four, seven. Or six. Twelve. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. It's the, the bolt smashes into him. And you see the, the weird glitter kind of glow around it. And then it just... Mm. Does it go on up to heaven? So it is. That bitch ain't going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it is D.E. dead. D.E. dead. And the charm is ended. No one is charmed anymore. How so? And relaxed. Good. We're sick of him. And the Warner Brothers come out, and then the Warner Sisters. Thank you so much. Ozma, <laughs> um, you're actually up next. Damn it! Slate <laughs> back down. Um, something, something. Sack of flax. Real quick. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. the great range. Um. Totally insane. I'm going to cast sleep. I'm going to burn a, burn a spell point and cast sleep. Alright, who are you casting it on? Well, let me read this guy off. This dude off. Um, it sends anything within a 20 foot radius. So that would be these three dudes right here. Um, of a point you choose within range. Oh, it could be any point. Okay. Cool, then. You could then I'm going to choose this point so it can get all of them. All right. So it's 5, 10, 15, 5, 10, 15. No, so does it have to make a spell save? Does it? Yeah. Are we affected by it? It says creatures. Uh, yeah. I, but I think evocation spells can be detargeted. Can they? Can they be targeted? Otherwise, it will be targeted. He can deselect. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I heard let me that. See, let me see. Let me see. Podcast, I think. I don't know. Because no uh, so. no. <laughs> you're an elf? Let's I see. mean, I can't either, so. Well, I, I, Maybe I'm, I should I'm just human. target myself. Oh, of course, the human's right in the perfect spot. <laughs> I can spell. No, but it's okay. We'll see. We'll see if I. If they all fall asleep, it's fine. Take one from Tina. <laughs> Hmm. No, it just counts towards the creatures. It doesn't count towards your party. Okay. I would totally cast sleep on on Jazz just to see if I can get it though. <laughs> it, it, it's it's if it, it all works, they're they're all we win. Each creature falls unconscious. Let's see. So yeah, you would still need to ca- uh, to roll uh, yeah, the five d eight. Yeah. Yeah, and then if I'm understanding this correctly, whatever number that is, it's kind of like a running toll of hit points. Yeah. And well, it'll affect every creature until the toll of hit points is gone. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Shall we? Well, yes. Well, yes. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Go ahead and roll it. So I have 28 to mess around with. Oh, they're all asleep now. Oh, cool. Oh, they're all they asleep. All, they all yeah. asleep. We just, it's because we got them down so low, they're weak. Yeah. I, that's you know, why I was saving it, man. I was saving it. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, you know what that well, means number, number one was still slightly beefy, but he was needled down just enough to where that affected him. Mm. But not necessarily coup de gras. What, what happened? We brought them down to one HP. So they've all put them to sleep. They've all fallen to the deck and are zeezing out. Freaking, you know what this Beans. means? No, <laughs> Pokemon, same thing. We catch them. You get them down to one HP, put them to sleep. Now they're way easier to catch. But too bad, too bad none of us have like some sort of monster handling feat. So are you going to try to catch them? Catch and train. No. Catch and so train. Nope. now that you have these, this trio of harpies <laughs> asleep, <laughs> what, what are you gonna what are you gonna do with so, them? So at this point, when they're asleep, obviously when I attack them, they'll wake up again. But um, would Possibly. I get advantage? And would it? You would get advantage. Yes. Okay. Depending on what you want to do. Okay. So yeah, attacking would have advantage, and yeah, yeah. You just, you, you just have advantage. I, I would just have advantage. Hmm. So, I actually... I'll attack first and I'll do that first. So yeah, we could just, say like me and you could just go around just like, just sneak at them and just... Yeah, no, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to go around stabbing, sleeping, carpies. Mm. You see, that was the thing I was talking about a couple weeks, a couple times ago. They used to have something called a coup de gras when yeah. someone was completely helpless. They were asleep or prone without mm -hmm. a weapon or something. You could just easily it just like, just. yep, just roll. Oh, oh, I'm so fast. glad I got. I took sleep. It's simple. I mean, think about it. You don't have to fight them. You just have someone asleep. Just yeah. like how who said that in Kill Bill? I could perform a coup de gras with a rock. L when oh, she was yeah. in the hospital. That's right. You can you can perform a coup de gras with the rock. You don't have to have a weapon. So I'm going to, since I can always just move later, I'm going to sneak attack Zapdos with advantage. Go for it. Because of that. All right. First, yeah. Perfect. That would be um, that was, that's that proficiency, right? Yes. Yeah. Then that would be twenty. Twenty hits. Sweet. Freaking. Um, and then the one d six. Poor guy's gone now, of course. <laughs> Plus. Sorry, I forget this literally every turn. No, you're good. This is Zapdos you're attacking. Yeah. All right. And that's plus proficiency plus dexterity. I believe so. Yes. That's that'll be seven. Seven damage. It's now awake, but it is not looking great. It's effed up. It is fucked up. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not flying either. It's just kind of like it's it's prone. Oh. It's, it's prone. Oh. 
That is sad. Let's just. Oh. I do want to put it on a spinnery, but if it's prone, it's very. Well, no, you have to. Asleep. You have to. Everything's asleep, so it doesn't matter anyway. I was like, I was just going to go around stabbing everything until <laughs> they can't get up anymore. And, <laughs> but they're all asleep, so I don't need to be that callous, I guess. You're not going to probably be I mean, you are kind of a pirate, so you could I be. mean, that would be fun, but... Um, so, what are the other things I can do now? I can move, I can like do a cantrip if I wanted to. Yep. Okay. I was like, I would finish it. <laughs> or, I can, or I can attack again. Well, you can with a cantrip, right? You yeah, no, that's what that, I was going to shock and grasp them. Mm -hmm. yep. Get right. out of my head. <laughs> Jazz, get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a shock and grasp this fool. All right, make your melee spell attack. And that's plus proficiency as well, right? Proficiency okay. and mod. And your spell modifier. Which is intelligence. See, I'm, I'm saying it out loud because otherwise I will not remember. Right. Mm -hmm. Radical. Radical, radical. 19. That's a hit. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Shoot your shot. Shoot my <laughs> shot. And that would be 12. You have successfully turned the harpy into fried harpy. Mm. Does yeah. it smell oh, yeah. good? It smells pretty rank. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think those boobs would smell like? Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. They were crispy. So I zapped Zapdos. Terrible breasts. The Zapdos. I zapped oh. the Zapdos. Yeah. Oh, no. These things have terrible, terrible breasts. <laughs> you grab it and you literally are holding it until you see the smoke come from its lifeless eyes. Oof. Its eyes melt into its head. You. Then Nicely done. Nicely done. Good job. Alright. Um And that's turn. That is a turn. That is that, a turn. That turn. Uh, that, turn. that turn. That turn. Since since you took your turn. Uh, it turned into something. Prematurely. <laughs> due to my error. Uh Jazz, you're up. Okie doke. <laughs> I'm gonna go over to the side with the hook shot. And I'm gonna be like, watch this. And I shoot one and I bring it back with an eye duck. <laughs> Which one are you shooting? I'm gonna shoot the gold duck. I'm gonna come All to the right. side. I'm gonna hang out by the gun whale. I'm just gonna be like, watch this. And hopefully, I'm pretty sure there are, you know, rolls involved with all of it. Yeah, make your range <laughs> spell attack. That is a... But not range spell attack, just a range attack. Well, yeah, that'd be an all ranged attack. Because it is hook shot. That is... 13. 13 heads. Uh, you're trying to pull it back and behind you? Mm. Well, the, it has a... It, it, I can either, with the things, it can either be used to grab loose objects or pull me towards big stuff, you know, like a like a Batman kind of thing. Gotcha. So I would count it as a loose object since it's unconscious and and uh, helpless. Okie doke. So how does it 
how would it work? A there's no reflex. I would I would make a dex save. Dex save. Make a dex save to, to, to make sure that it does not hit you in the face. <laughs> and it just coming backwards. <laughs> and then it falls off. I do have it though. I could just next turn. You only fall a certain amount per turn. I couldn't shoot it and come back. This is true. Dex save. I have proficiency, luckily. That is going to be a 11. That's enough. So, so you don't get hit in the chest with a harpy and snatch it. Yeah, right. Shoot. Fall off the side of the area. You shoot yeah. the sleeping harpy <laughs> and snatch it back as it as the, uh, the the rope retracts, and you move out of the way just as it's <laughs> passing by you. And it <laughs> falls, still asleep, over the edge. Wait, hold on, Jazzy Black. <laughs> the, the the captain is still flying, less less concerned. Now goes, that was the canniest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> All right, so that one is gone. So you are left with Ooh. one. It is a oh no, this is not it. Is it yeah, two harpies left. Two, two harpies left. <laughs> <laughs> The harpies are asleep, so they can't take a chance right now. Riley, transform smashing into a puddle. Uh, into a puddle. Actually, you know what? Let me see something real quick. I don't Just, think they, they save to get out of it. I think they might. That's what I'm looking up. Mm, right now. Mm. Uh, Eventually, too, Riley, you might be able to take a feat it's later gone. on. It's not even With a feat. It's part of being a druid. You can transform it's got into a elementals. So it's just like, yeah. oh, oh, then no, it's still a giant rock guy. It's the oh, spirit of fire. Okay. Oh, giant living fire yeah. guy. This um, yeah. skips that thing's turn, and it is now Ash's turn. The is still sleeping. All right, so I'm gonna move five, ten, fifteen, twenty, right here. And then I'm gonna transform into a bear. Yes! Nice. <laughs> yes! Yeah. You were waiting for it! So as Ash moves <laughs> in the direction of the harpy, with every step you see his flesh and his form begin to change. And by the time he reaches the harpy, he is on all fours <laughs> as an ash-sized bear. Yeah, I love I love how druids do this. And I'm gonna Hilarious! Maul it. Alright. 1d8. Uh, make your spell attack. Or make your uh, melee attack for that. It goes into it, turns into a bear. <laughs> Turn into a bear, baby. Oh, I, I feel like a bear would have its own attack roll. Yeah. It should be. Let me take a look. Yeah. Monster list. Sure, sure. And then how would it work being a druid later on and turning into special animals like a storm charter stallion, like those lightning horses, or like a berserker bear who probably has powers and stuff? I'm not sure. 
That is a great question. That's a great question. Um, I don't have an answer for that right now, but I can certainly look that up. Andy Marley's the special. I'm not sure where melee is at. It's melee for being a bird. So you'd be a brown bear. Ooh, you're a grizzly. Oh, it depends on where you're from. So you actually get as a brown bear, you get multi-attack. You get a fight attack and a claw attack. Both would be a plus five to hit. Yes, let's do that. See, being an animal is tight. <laughs> plus five on top of... Uh, on top of your <laughs> D20. On, okay. So it would just be a 20 plus. Because the bear has its own stats. Nine. <laughs> is that nine total? Yeah. <laughs> well, that one, the, the bite misses. Does he have advantage because they're prone? Yes, he does. Okay, well then, uh, uh, 21. Uh, that, that's a hit. Thank you for reminding me. Sometimes the DMs forget about advantage. And then turn into a horse and stomp the other one. <laughs> and that's a... That's going to be a uh, 1d8 plus 4. Stomp its beak off. 12? Turn into a slice and slowly choke it. Nice, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want you to kick its beak backwards like that. It is... <laughs> Not looking great. It is awake, but it is still it is still prone and bloodied to all fuck. Seventeen. That's a hit. <laughs> this means and that's a two d six plus four. Two d six plus four for the claws. Uh, ten. You maul that thing until there's nothing chunks of meat left. Uh, oh, Ash, are you are you eating? Are you actually, no, is, it, are you swallowing that? It, it, it bit it already, and now it's just playing with its food. <laughs> I wonder if he can still feel it in his belly when he is transformed back. So there's blood <laughs> and viscera and snew and all kinds of shit. Just all what happens place. when he drinks scotch for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> you, turn, you turn into a surly, violent bear thing. You are still in bear form <laughs> until you choose to, to change out of it. Um, bear forever. Bear for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't quite last that long. Um, <laughs> damn it, I lost my... Lucius, you're up. Uh, and it's just this last one. Yes. It's just that yes. last one. Um, Number two. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, yeah, see. <laughs> well, they have those. They have and he's those. Sleep too. They have the charm. They, they have those charms. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was. Oh, that wasted like two to two yep. old. It would you know, take up multiple turns for multiple people. There was only there was a few turns <coughs> where only two people acted <coughs> because or well, acted well because we we were charmed. So I'm gonna need to rest after this. <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna burn that last sorcerer's point because uh, this one is still relatively healthy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Let's bring on back that old guiding bolt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delicious. Uh, that would be a hit. Four. Nine. 
Is what you get when you 17 use Seventeen damage. Oh, nice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then second attack on that. Oh, jeez. Imagine he just puts out like two light things uh, and then just like... Mm, Eleven is a hit, yes. Eleven's a hit, yeah. Cool. Or just has like eye beams or something. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm gonna say, yep, just uh, an independent like dark side or something. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do energies. And, uh, twelve. So you hit it twice. And now I really want to do the first time university and you just yeah. I'm I'm sure they dead in its face. Very sure they have that. Uh, Star Star Wars one. Were it not asleep, you probably would have broken its neck. Because it's so goddamn relaxed right now. And then you hit it a second time, (laughs) and you're pretty sure you broke its neck, but it is still awake. And kind of foaming <laughs> and foaming at the mouth. It's in pain. It's 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 oh, it's it's bad. It's still alive, but just barely. Oh, God! Somebody, please. <laughs> it's it's it, it's making this terrible. Ash. It's still alive. Ozma? I can't kill it, it would be it's evil. It's your turn. <laughs> God. I already dipped my toes in needless death. 10, 15, 20, 25. I'm and, just it's, gonna... and it's very prone. It's, it's very, very, very prone. I'm just going to stab it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the most merciful thing to do. Mercy kill. Mercy kill. We'll see, we'll see. God, can you imagine? That would be a 13? 13 hits. How do you want to do this? I mean, technically I could sneak attack it too, because it doesn't, because I came up and flanked it, didn't I? That's true. Oh God, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) No matter, no matter what damage you roll, it is going oh, to Oh, I'm it's pretty gone. sure. Shoot it in gone. the face. Shoot it. I'm going to... <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> God damn. I'm going to raise both daggers above my head in a cross formation, and I'm going to try and bring them down at the same time in the neck <laughs> on either side. The Generation X. Okay. The Generation X. <laughs> Just because that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that would be a seven. Seven damage. All right. So you hold both daggers up in that cross formation, and as you bring it down, the the blades, whether you intend them to or not, they scissor, and a harpy head goes flying in the air. Just <laughs> Where does it does it, does does it, it have go hang off the time? Side of the and it goes off the side of yeah. the yeah, I was hoping it would have hang time so you could just do like a little and then <laughs> just and there the, the, the body is just kind of squirming just just a little bit and then it twitches and then it's and then it's lifeless. It doesn't move again. Get it out of here. We did it, we killed Dems. That that last harpy was at one hit. <laughs> <laughs> one hit. That's why I said, no matter how much matter. damage you it do, hit. it will die. <laughs> you no. hit it, it's dead. And good riddance. But yeah, Filthy. that was... I mean, unless I, like, 
roll a two on the uh, melee attack. Unless you roll the two on the attack. Unless you, yeah, unless you rolled poorly on the attack roll. Like, you making the attack roll pretty much sealed its fate. Then this, oof, get them out of it. Stink. Yay! Good job, everyone! So yeah, you, go, you guys go about the, the terrible, terrible process of taking the corpses or what's left of them, depending on how they were killed. Depending, on, depending on whether or not Ash got a hold of them. And either tossing them yeah. over the he side, or apart, if you're Ash, Ash has the option to finish it. it. <laughs> Yeah, necromancy mm. shot, uh, disintegrated, mm. pulled one over the side, ripped it apart, and I'm pretty sure there's nothing but chunks left. Yeah. So there's really only two corpses we have to deal with. Yeah, you, <laughs> you guys did pretty well with the exception of the singing. Yeah. <laughs> were it not, were, I'm pretty sure were it not for the charming song, uh, you guys would have killed that, those things a lot faster. Uh, and quick little, just a little question about more about transforming and stuff too. Yeah. Would do parasites count as animals? Um, no. They are. They count as parasites. It sounds like unfortunately, druid. There's no real druid magic for that. Hmm. Well, and isn't there? Isn't there some big? Uh, Size category. There are there are size categories. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like and there, you can't, and those you can't, would be you can't go like tiny or diminutive. I think you okay. can you can go above that. So just like as long small as you and up. Yeah, and I think you can't like go gargantuan size. either. Yep. So you, so you can't get up to quite Godzilla level. No. But you can get to like a T Rex. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And a blue whale. Yeah. Which is bigger. So. The uh, the mighty but merciful award is gonna go to Ozma on that last strike. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that that mercy kill was. Uh, it wasn't so merciful. It wasn't so merciful. It was definitely, definitely mighty. Um, let's see. Uh, the most hilarious death goes to um, goes to Jazz. For the hook shot, over the kill <laughs> over the side of the ship, the harpy sling. Yeah. The harpy sling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! Look at him go! So yeah, that was well, well done, you guys. <laughs> that was fantastic. So you all, uh, with the aid of uh, the, a couple of crew members that were able to be spared from the riggings, uh, are able to clean up the remaining harpy mess. Clean the board, and. You are all then taken downstairs and given a uh, reward of food and drink and rest. Mm. And, rest, uh, there it is. And that's <laughs> where we're going to stop tonight. Uh, it is the... Technically, it counts as the first full day of travel mm-hmm. for you guys on the ship, so we're halfway through the first full day of travel. And, uh, yeah. You are all uh, a third of the way-ish on your way to Andair. So, hey, good job, you guys. Yay. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. I wonder what horrors will befall us tomorrow. Oh, I've got Woo-hoo. dreams. Dreams <laughs> and machinations. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> so yeah, well done, guys. Level level four, so you are, are, are getting a, a much better grasp of the combat mechanics and spell mechanics. So 
I think we all are. Um, uh, shots out to um, the website Don John, which is an amazing, amazing uh, Dungeons and Dragons and just like fantasy RPG website uh, for tracking spells and oh. monsters and uh, initiative tracking and encounter size building. I pretty much use this thing for the entirety of this encounter, and it's fantastic. So it's yeah. uh, HTTPS Don, D-O-N, J-O-N, dot B-I-N, dot S-H. Fantastic shit. Um, uh, also, shout out to Sirenscape, which I'm using for the uh, lovely... Uh, Ship sound effects, so all those seagulls you hear. The ambiance. The ambiance from uh, Sirenscape. And uh, once again, shout out to um, Kevin McLeod, uh, whose music is available royalty free for use for podcasts like Dungeons and Dragons y things. So, and I made no sense because it's late, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you to Kevin McLeod for coming up with some amazing fucking music to use as background ambiance. Um, thanks again to everyone uh, for listening. Thanks again to my party for playing. Um, we will be back uh, next time uh, with the episode five uh, with a single step. Uh, and false. Uh, so yeah, uh, happy weekend to everyone. A, uh, keep rolling for initiative, and may the dice roll ever in your favor. See you guys next time. Bye. Adios. Adios. Adios.